0: FM. see you on the
1: left back <laughs> Hey yo, <homies. laughs> Slide down the big hills you know what i mean on the big nice burgundy snowboard
0: all right we got a great episode of the bomb hole coming at you which is presented by pub beer and also it's presented by run through wall smelling salts absolute conglomerate in the smelling salt business uh, guest hosting today we got mikey leblanc in studio Michael, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Curtis? Doing great. To my left, we got Ivica Jurgensen, or Jurgensen,
1: maybe? That's very good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how you doing, Ivica?
1: I'm good, thank you. Very excited to be here.
0: Well, we're happy you're in studio with us. We got a live audience today, too, in studio for those guys listening. Uh, and for the people that are unfamiliar with Ivica and her body of work, we'll call it, uh, Ivica is a snowboarder originally from Estonia that currently lives in Finland, She has a healthy stack of video parts just coming off of a monumental video project titled Vitamin. It's pushing trick progression, style, spot selection, filming, editing. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, go watch it ASAP. You're blowing it if you haven't seen it. Uh, Previously, she filmed a great segment called Honey, a project called Honey, I guess, uh, as well as incredible tricks in The Uninvited. uh, She won 2023 Footage of the Year from Slush Magazine. And uh, it's going to be a fun chat. But I think we should start off, Ivica, by uh, asking what brings you out to Utah.
1: Um, I'm here to um, to go to my friend's wedding. Actually. Oh, no way. Yeah. I'm going to go to Mammoth uh, in a couple of days. And that's where she's going to have the wedding. I'm really excited for that. I've never been to a wedding before. So when she invited me, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm coming.
2: Kim's wedding is it?
1: Uh, it's my, men- my friend Megan. Um, she's, uh, she's from California and, um, she has been my friend for a long, long time now. And, uh, yeah, now she's getting married. It's super nice.
0: Taylor, how's the spring riding been out here?
1: It has been so nice. Brighton is, is one of my favorite places to come snowboard. I've, I've only been a couple times, but it's already one of my favorites.
0: <laughs> How was the trip earlier for the Vans thing? I oh, here?
1: that was so sick. Um, I have never ridden powder in my life. So this was crazy for me. Like seeing the snow piles, first of all, like the tribe up and like seeing snow piles that are like higher than the buildings. Like I've never seen anything like that. If it snows like, I don't know, like 30 centimeters at home, like we're good. you know. <laughs> so this was really crazy to see. Um, uh, and then obviously snowboarding part was, was like out of the world because, like, uh, I was with Alexa and uh, Mike Rav. Um,
0: let give him an air horn. Yes. Alexa's in studio for the people listening as well. She's giving us a fist pump.
1: Yes. <laughs> Alexa's the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they took me out uh, to somewhere. I mean, I don't know Brighton, but we were hiking a bit. And um, then uh, we were snowboarding down somewhere, like, in the powder, and this was just so cool. I, one of the best trips i had this season just because i had never ridden powder before and this this whole thing was just amazing the weather was so beautiful and and the snow so i might switch to powder riding now mm. yes
0: <laughs> how was it how was the arc of learning how to ride powder were we talking violent tomahawks high speed or were you kind of keeping it keeping it upright
1: i was trying to keep it upright but i also did a couple of tumbles down the mountain and then that was like like, tumbling down the mountain in powder felt <laughs> way nicer than tumbling down the stairs. So
2: uh,
1: so I think I, I don't know, I, I, it was really cool. I like to do more of that. So I'll be visiting Alexa a lot more often now whenever they get snow here.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Did
3: you get to jump off any cliffs? Or I tried, cliffs but or? that's when I tumbled.
1: Okay. so yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. The cliff was probably really small.
3: Yeah, it usually takes. I mean, I, I think I was maybe with a few of the Euros that came over. First time Yoni MacKinnon uh, coming over. It took him like two years to land anything in powder. So I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I some was, people pick it up in a couple of weeks. So yeah, it
1: and I was also riding a 143 board, which was like mm-hmm. soft. No, it was good, but didn't help with dumbling. So <laughs>
0: all right, well that that's a good way, a uh, good segue to bring you back to like where you grew up, and because I don't know, originally you're from Estonia. Correct? Yeah. I don't know too many people from that area. No. I want to know what snowboarding looked like growing up and what it was like growing up there.
1: Um, it was really nice growing up there. Um, I'm from um, like a really small city, like basically from a countryside. Um, let's say my closest uh, neighbors would be, mm, let's say like a kilometer away. I don't know how many miles it is, like half a mile away, so it's pretty, pretty secluded um and um so growing up was really nice because like i i spent a whole bunch of time in the nature and like i love nature and like just playing around with the kids or like just kids nearby in that half a mile radius i guess um in that sense it was hard to get snow get into snowboarding because you're from such a small place and uh and snowboarding in estonia wasn't really a big thing either it would be like um people like maybe like richer people going to the Alps maybe once or twice a year. Um, but like snowboarding in Estonia, it was definitely not a big thing. I mean, it, I think it was bigger back then than it is now, which is sad. <laughs> but back then it was uh, not many people were snowboarding.
0: And so how did, you, how did you find it? How did you get into it?
1: Mm, well, first um, we, so I used to ski. Uh, but when I say I used to ski, I would go maybe two mm-hmm. times a year, uh, two times a week, wi- like in the winter time. I would go with my, uh, with my, my dad and my sister mm-hmm. to a local ski resort, which would be like, a, I don't even know, like if you guys think of a ski resort, that's really just like a really small hill. So if you picture Sugar Push and you take the park slope, you divide it in half and take all the features away. So that's like the run or like that's how high the mountain was. Mm-hmm. And maybe only like a couple of um, slopes on it. So we would go there, let's say two times a winter. And uh, this one time my dad was like, Oh, why don't we just try out this snowboarding thing? Because we would always rent skis because we didn't like we didn't go often enough to to have our own stuff. Um and then we rented snowboards and um uh, me, my dad and my sister ever since then, like we're all on a snowboard, <laughs> which is really cool. Um so that's how I like St- like got into snowboarding or that's when i was first introduced to snowboarding um but it was only like again like two times a year so you don't really learn anything or but i did i did get my own snowboard for christmas so i, I at least i had my snowboard and that that same year um i i changed school back home because the school i went to i um i kind of got bullied in that school so i didn't really I don't know. I was having such a bad time there. And um, uh, and uh, there was another school close by, so I switched schools. And that was when I started also snowboarding with my dad on, the, on that mountain. And then I didn't have any new friends in that school. And I was like, well, how do I make friends? Because I wasn't really... I don't know. It was maybe a little bit hard for me to make friends. And um, just because I felt like I never clicked with anybody. I don't know why. And then all the... <laughs> It's funny because like I never really had um, like girlfriends or like friends that were girls. <laughs> um, so so when I went to that new school, uh, I was thinking, okay, how do I make friends? And then um, there was a like a group of let's say five six people who would go snowboarding. Like behind our school, we had um, like a little dirt pile. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it a hill like back there we would call it a hill but it would literally be like a man-made dirt pile just enough to get speed for one rail mm. so these guys went snowboarding there and I was like okay cool I have a snowboard at home and like these guys are cool and like they look really cool and snowboarding thing looks really cool as well so I just took my snowboard one day and I just went there and I was like hey guys I want to try the snowboarding thing as well and then uh, but like I would barely like know how to like get down the hill but I guess I was just desperate to make friends <laughs> um and these guys were like uh, or I was asking like how so like teach me something like how do I write this box we had this pretty wide box with like basically just a ride on or whatever and then uh they were telling me like oh well why don't you like you can just like you go straight and then you do a board slide so you, so first thing they they thought it would be a good idea for me to learn a board <laughs> slide not just going over the rail <laughs> or the box So they were like, yeah, just jump on it sideways and then just jump off. Easy. And I was like, oh, that sounds fine. And then I tried it. I just jumped on, like fully committed, going sideways, just slipped out, hit my head on the box like black. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess they probably had a good laugh, like this girl just coming there with a snowboard and just falling and bailing like that. But I don't know. I... And I went back the next day and I <laughs> just like kept on going back. And um, these guys are really nice as well. So we kind of became like a nice little close group of friends and we would just go snowboarding every, every, uh, every day when, when there would be snow. I mean, we, we had snow, let's say, from December till sometimes April, mostly March. So every day after school, we would just go ride that one box. Um, and uh, when we got a little bit better... We had the box welded into a rail, so we took the, the wooden parts out that just had a rail. So we would ride that rail after school after school, and um, and uh, we built a little um, like little jump as well. But since the dirt hill was too too low or too small to get speed there, so we built like this insane wooden drop in on top of it. Like honestly, like I've never dropped in in a more scary dropping than that yeah. one was. So maybe we can find a picture of it because it's, it looks very bad, very Eastern European, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. So that's, uh, so that's how I got into it. So what I think um, what's very interesting is that for me, snowboarding has never been like taking a chairlift or a ski lift up. For me, it has always been like, you hike up, you ride down, you hike up, you ride down. Because like taking those lifts only came like later for me. So, like, riding streets is just super normal for me. because like, Or even when I'm learning tricks, like, I, I'd rather just hike a feature because that's maybe what I'm used to or, like, it's something I, I like, I guess.
0: God, I love hearing that. That's mm-hmm. so special, too, because, you, you know, you get into snowboarding and you have these purists and they're like, rails are stupid or, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's all about mountains. And, and it's like, depending on your environment, that's all you got. Yeah. You got a dirt hill and you got a rail.
1: Exactly. And you can have a blast. I mean, of course we wanted to go to the mountains, but like well, I'm like I think it was at the age of fifteen when I started or when I did that. And then um like like where are you gonna go? Like I live nowhere near near the mountains. Like the closest ski resort in Estonia was um like two and a half hours away. So if you don't have a car, which you don't when you're fifteen, like we can only drive when you're eighteen. So it's like your only option is to go to that turpile, pile. So mm-hmm. <laughs> And so, how was
3: that first year? Did you end up learning a bunch of tricks? I mean that's pretty quick to just get right into to riding and yeah. get a, get that addicted At first, it was friends, but it seems like it quickly shifted to
1: something you loved. yeah, I felt like I don't know what it was about snowboarding, but i just I just felt like right at home for some reason like I don't know. I just liked it so much and I came really up became really up obsessed with it I guess so it was more like everything was around snowboarding and those friends were the same so I felt like we were we were all like this little community and and we really enjoyed what we were doing.
0: God that's such a cool thing to highlight too because thinking about snowboarding I always look at like vehicle for self-expression because it's it's something that you can take and you can express yourself but it's also such a great vehicle for friendship.
1: Yeah for (laughs) me it was definitely like driven by friendship because mm. like, I was just desperate to find someone to be friends with I <laughs> guess, and it ended up being really nice. Like we we had a really nice thing going.
0: So where did you go from there? You're learning tricks. You know, did you start doing contests? Did you?
1: I did. Yeah. Um, that's funny actually. Um, when I um, so when I started learning all these tricks and stuff, um, those couple of times when I would go to like a real mountain. Well, still, like, smaller than Sugarbush, half a mount, half a slope mountain. Uh, We had an airbag over there. And then I would just go and try backflips the whole time. And then I would get really good at backflips. So whenever there was a jump, I would just go backflipping. So I was like, hmm, maybe I could, you know, enter contests. Because, you know, I can do that one jump trick. (laughs) So I started, like, doing those local, um, just like, like, Estonian championships. And, like... um, or, like, uh, Latvian championships. Because my parents' place, it's, uh, like... It's, let's say, 20 minutes from the Latvian border. So I would often go and snowboard in Latvia instead of Estonia. And uh, it's funny, because, like, um, if you go to Latvia, obviously they speak a different language. Like, you don't understand what people are saying. And, like, so you... Like, from early age on, you kind of have to figure out all these language barriers as well with other people, you know, like, to be able to communicate, so... Um, So, yeah, I would just do those local contests everywhere in the politics. And uh, uh, I wanted to become a slopestyle rider. And since I thought that, well, I went to the Ski Association. In Estonia, uh, the Snowboard Association is uh, under Ski Association. Federal Ski Association? I don't know what it is. Anyways, so I went there and I was like, okay, I want to, you know, get into doing all these contests. And I want to, you know, be your... um, become this uh, contest person for do you represent Estonia in whatever contest there would be, you know? And then these guys would be like, yeah, we already have one skier. It's okay, we don't have the budget for you. And that's where my big contest rider career ended. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, I would start doing um, stuff like uh, welcome Peanut Butter Rail jams. I think these were a really important part about, like, why I kept on snowboarding, I guess. Because, um, like, there would be so many and they would be, like, happening, like, in, in like, a close proximity as well, like, in Latvia or Estonia, Lithuania. Like, you just drive there. And, like, I don't know. It was just always such a cool vibe. And, uh, and I would... I used to be very competitive as well as a kid. Like now I'm 100% not competitive <laughs> anymore. Like I, I really don't enjoy competing. But back then I was uh, really into contests and, uh, and the peanut butter champ real was really like something that, like first of all, like you get so many cool prizes when you go there and like, um, and you, then you get the chance to go to the European Championships. And if you win that, you will, you know, go to the one here in America. And like, that was a really cool part of snowboarding I remember it's such a bummer that it's not happening anymore
0: did you did you make it all the way through and peanut butter really I
1: did so I'm I'm the person like if I if I like get an idea or if I want to do something then I have to accomplish it like I can't just not fail I'm having troubles with that right now but back then <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really like extreme and uh, so um, my goal was to win the, the peanut butter because that was just what I was doing at that t- that time. Uh, it was before filming and all. Um, so I um, I I won the Welcome European Championships, and then um, that was the first year they didn't send the winner to America. So I was super bummed, because that was, like, my whole, like, I don't know. I really wanted to just come out here to be able to write that contest, but it didn't happen that year, but at least I got the European one, so...
0: So I'm really curious thinking about, you know, for listeners that aren't familiar, you have Europe and then you have kind of like Eastern Europe's its own little zone where you have Lithuania, <laughs> Latvia, right? It, yeah, and, it's. And, uh, <laughs> Estonia. Uh, what what am I forgetting? It's
1: um. So it's it's, it's called the Baltics. The Baltics. Yeah. Uh, it's Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. Yeah. But. I wouldn't call Estonia Eastern Europe. Only, like, I can make fun of it and call it Eastern Europe. Okay,
0: but, like, I get kind of
1: offended when other people say Eastern Europe. Funny. I just heard
0: you say it earlier. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know, because I'm making fun of it. Okay, like, it's right. like, I use it, like, to my, it's like telling a sad story. Then it's like, I'm from Eastern Europe. But when I want to, you know, see more successful, that's when it's Northern Europe. or. Got
0: you it. Know. Copy that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, how was the scene there? Because I don't know even a single another snowboard in that area.
1: No, no. There was the scene. I think for me, uh, like I said, we had those six people or whatever that we were riding with. For me, this is the scene. This was the scene for me because we were so far away from the ski resorts or like or from anything. So, for the first couple of years, for me, it was really just that small group of group of friends. And like back then, we didn't have any um any uh, like magazines like we wouldn't get any european or american magazines or anything so um it was really just like our group of friends uh it was only later on that i learned out or like learned about that there's this whole thing like being a pro snowboarder and like uh like i don't know like all these things you know <laughs> uh, yeah, but actually there is one guy from estonia uh that um his name is mario visnap and uh, if you look at that spot right there, mm-hmm. he wrote that spot before this guy did. Or before, before MFM did not this guy. He pioneered <Sick>. Marco's <laughs> spot.
3: I wonder if he showed him the spot.
1: I don't know. Maybe they did, mm-hmm. but he 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 was killing it at the time, and like um, he was really good. But he never uh, like made it out of Estonia, I guess.
0: So a lot of pro snowboarders they go on trips to Helsinki, and then they take the boat right over the... yeah. To Estonia? Yeah.
1: It's super easy because the boat takes you right to the heart of the city. Like, you're, I don't know, have you ever been?
0: I haven't been to Estonia. No. no.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah. So you take the boat, like, from the heart of Helsinki and you get right into the heart of Tallinn. And uh, there's this, uh, there must be a photo of that here, too. There's this old concert hall building with all these leches and stuff Um, Sexton got the cover. Sexton got the cover. Yeah, exactly. So that's like, as you're approaching Tallinn, you're on the boat. And you can see that building. So it's like it's like right out there. So people coming from Helsinki, like that's the first place to go film.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you guys about Bub's Naturals. We're always talking about it here at the Bomb Hole because we hammer all of their products. They recently came out with Bub's Brew. It's their coffee bean, the original br- blend. It's USDA organic, it's fair trade, and also it's first ever coffee bean to be Whole30 approved. Another thing we're going to talk about today is Bub's Fountain of Youth Collagen. I actually just discovered that they made flavored collagen. Didn't know that. And uh, I've been hammering the Fountain of Youth Collagen because it's tasty. It's a nice berry flavor. And we all want to relive our glory days out on the battlefield. And if you want to do that, you got to take care of your body. And collagen is huge for, you know, recovery. So you can go out there and pretend you're still 18 years old, even though you can't grab your snowboard. So we recommend Bub's Naturals. Uh, if you head on over to their website, Bubsnaturals.com, use promo code Bombhole to get 20% off your order. Again, Bubsnaturals.com, promo code Bombhole. get there. All right, you're obviously known as a, a street rider, but we're curious about before you got into the streets, what that slopestyle run was looking like. <laughs>
1: So it would be a straight air just to get speed for the second jump. And then it would be my classic black backflip. And then another straight air, probably. Or a board slide if there was a rail. Mm. Oftentimes, you know, the mountains are so small that you can only have a jump. And then the second run would be on the rails. <laughs> but yeah, I was uh, I was called the backflip queen in the Baltics. Mm. So
0: <laughs> Are the backies still hitting? You still got those? No.
1: I mean, I'm sure they're there. But at some point, mm. I guess that was when I started filming, because you know I spend your I spend my entire seasons just shoveling in the streets and like just filming street clips, and I'm not gonna like go and do a casual backflip in the streets. so I kind of stopped doing them. But now, since it's really slushy here, and also I'm gonna go to Mammoth, it's gonna be slushy there. I really want to try. Could be <laughs> time to
0: break it out. Are
1: you yeah. talking like
3: laid out? Or are we no, no, no.
1: It any? was like wildcat kind. of Yeah. Sick.
0: There's a clip on this, like, uh, Banging Bees edit of her and the filmers, like, what do you think she's going to do? Oh, there it is. She does the backflip. Mm-hmm. Like That's
1: what we thought, Ivica. <laughs> what a surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ivica,
3: backflip. That's what we guessed. But you were winning. It didn't
1: matter. I, I mean, did, it's... because that was, you know, we had no girls writing. There was maybe, like, two other girls that I was competing with, and they couldn't do one, so... I was golden. <laughs> Go-to.
3: It's still a crowd pleaser. I mean, no it matter is. what, you could be like someone could do a twelve sixty and a backflip.
0: Backflip's getting bigger. Cheers. Of course,
1: you're going upside down. Mm-hmm. It's cool. <laughs>
0: so how did you how did you get into the streets? How did you start filming?
1: Since I had that backflip, I wanted to pursue my slopestar career. But since um, that didn't go too well because Estonia was not interested in a snowboarder, that was just a natural thing to do in Estonia because like we had no mountains so obviously i wasn't going to be a mountain rider <laughs> and um my friends would occasionally just go and ride a rail in uh, in the in the streets cuz that's just right there and if there's snow so why not you know so um i would just join them and that's and then i started seeing all these videos and um and that's when it kind of i don't know became natural to me to to go to that direction instead
0: what well, what was your first part you filmed for
1: my first part yeah um, I've been such an outsider my whole life, so it was my own little it's <laughs> that I would just put uh, put together, and um, I think my first, like, actual part or whatever, that was the uninvited one, but prior to that, I had um, made my own videos, like, street videos, um, like, maybe two years or something, and when Jess invited me to do that uninvited thing, I was, like, I cannot believe that it was just you know, like asking me to do that. <laughs> I was so hyped.
3: How did she find you, do you know? Uh,
1: because of my dear friend Alexa. Oh. <laughs>
3: nice. <laughs> True
1: yeah. Intro. Yeah, um so yeah, Alexa, um I I need I've known Alexa for a while now. Um we, it was really random how we actually I don't know like became friends or like how, how we actually met. Um, uh, but I think we've known each other for like more than 10 years from now. Um, and then uh, she just stood up for me and told <laughs> told just that, hey, mm-hmm. like, you should put Ivica in that video, she's sick. And I'm very thankful for that.
0: Did you start getting sponsors and things like that when you started being on the videos?
1: My first sponsor, uh, was an Estonian shop called Surf House. Uh, they would give me a couple of boards, or not, not couple of boards. I would get a board for a season or something. And um, so that was uh, that was my very first uh, sponsor. It's funny because like now you can recognize all the Estonian riders uh, because they have the Surf House logo on their board because that's the only snowboard shop in Estonia. There's nothing else.
0: Should we give them an air horn?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> There, it's it's really cool because now uh, when I'm when I'm snowboarding at uh, at Ruka, Ruka in Finland, um, then uh, it's quite close to Estonia. A lot of Estonians come there, and uh, and then like you can really just uh, like see like oh there's the sticker, there's the sticker, there's the sticker, so you can like tell which people are from Estonia. So it's really funny. Um, and then my second one was when um, so I was. Uh, I was out at Bear Mountain, and uh, I needed a snowboard because I broke my board. And uh, I bought a Dinosaurs Will Die snowboard.
0: Respect.
1: Yeah. It was so cool. It was an orange board with, uh, with, like, some black... I can't remember what it was on it, but it was some black really cool image on it. <laughs> um, so... Uh, uh, I bought that one. I really liked the board, and then uh, this board actually got stolen, and then I was so bummed about that because it was just a really nice board. I really liked it, and then I went on to buy my next dinosaurs board, and then um, I received a message from Sean uh, Chenoves, like, "Hey, like I've been like seeing you like snowboarding on the dinosaur boards. like we could send you a board if you want," and like that was uh, for me like like oh my god moment <laughs> like really because it was just i don't know like i i was such a fan of the band and uh i really loved the snowboards and then him like reaching out to me i was really like oh wow like mm-hmm. this is not happening
0: give jenna was always god so tapped legend. in yeah he's a good guy he's good yeah so what were you doing on bear
1: so, growing up in Estonia, not having mountains, but still watching snowboarding videos and seeing, like, um, the Sunday in the Park videos. And then I was like, I knew it then, like, this is the place I need to go. Like, I need to, I need to see this, like, in person. Like, I need to write there. Um, so, when um, when I finished high school and started university, I think on my second year or something, I was... Um, I went out there for three uh, for three months. So I I maxed out the the ESTA, the you know like you can stay here only for three months. So I mm-hmm. booked my flight the first day and the whatever ninetieth day back. So, um, so I uh, I went there for three months and that was the most fun snowboarding that I've done.
3: Did you just roll solo, or did you like to, or how, who'd you come with?
1: I went out there alone. Cool. So, yeah.
3: And ended up meeting some locals.
1: Yeah, they were, like, I mean, so easy to come to America. I didn't know it back then, but, like, people here are so open. Everybody's, like, so, I don't know, welcoming, and, like, they would, like, ride with you, and they would, like... I don't know, it's so different here, because, like, back home, uh, or especially now that I live in Finland, like, people... they don't talk to you. Like, you go to a store, like, they look somewhere else or they hide under the, <laughs> <laughs> the tables or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, you can never make eye contact or anything, but, um, but it's so different out here and, um, I just felt really welcomed when I was at Bear, which was really nice because that was like, like, coming from, like, having trouble, like, finding friends or community and then all of a sudden everybody, like, it's nice to you. It's like, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, that was really
3: cool. I love going to Bear. It's, like, still the same setup as it always has been. I don't know if you've been since or recently.
1: Uh, no, I've done... I did two, two years in a row. I went there for two months, but then I, I haven't been since. Mm. That's when I started filming snowboarding and then... Um, or, like, filming streets. But then I just couldn't go back because I was so desperate about going on the street trips and, like, going out to, like... America and then like trying to film snowboarding is just a lot like it's very expensive and you can do both I guess
0: well I kind of want to change gears because I was watching that um, that Bang Bees kind of like profile piece on you that was really well done and there's something you said in there and you were talking about like um, basically being girly versus being manly and kind of like being manly as a good thing and being like described as your snowboarding being girly as a bad thing but you were kind of referencing being girly as a good thing. And I wanted to just hear you kind of elaborate on that on air.
1: At least back then it was like when uh, you would have like manly style or whatever, you would look like a dude and this would be stylish. And when it's considered like you're not looking very nice and stylish in a snowboard, then tricks would look girly. And and it would, and it's kind of like a thing that like, why, why doesn't manly, why is that like sounds like a good thing and then girly would be like a bad thing. It was, it was always really hard for me to understand it because like growing up, uh, up until I went to school, I I didn't grow up as a girl. Like I just grew up as a person, and then like going to school, like you have to like do this physical education separately, and then uh, boys and girls would have like let's say, uh, guys would have woodworking, and then girls couldn't go there, and then uh, girls would have like knitting or sewing or something Mm -hmm. like that and uh like you would kind of you're like put into those groups already from early on and then um and then also like uh when um when I started snowboarding it was always like um I was still like singled out because I was a girl like it I was still different and then I had always troubles with that like why like how come I am different like we're all just people you know so um that's something that I've struggled with the Whole time, and then I guess like calling something manly and calling something girly, like ha- like having like back, uh, like, like negative or positive tones mm. to those words. Like, I don't understand that,
3: <laughs> yeah. It's just like if it's a,
0: if a trick's sick, it's sick if you do it, yeah, well, exactly. You do it well,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, we got a guest question from Koss Lemons in regards to this topic. Here we go.
1: Hi, Vika
0: Koss here. Um, so a question for your bomb hole. Uh, I always wonder
3: what it's like for you to be on a trip with guys all the time so you're the only girl on a trip with only surrounded with guys all the time I was wondering how is that for you or would you like to share some some of the pros and cons of being on a trip with only guys all right. Have fun over there. Bye.
1: <laughs> Gus is so nice. Thank you, Gus.
3: <laughs> when he sent that question, he's like, I might be throwing myself under the bus. Yes. Oh, yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> we've, uh, like, we, like we're like we on the trips together all the time. So we've been like kind of talking about like chokingly like, oh, I'm going to ask you this if you're ever, you know, like going to be on bomb hole mm-hmm. and then. I am very relieved that he didn't ask me anything crazier (laughs) (laughs) than we've been talking about. So um, what was the question? Uh,
0: Pros and cons of being the only woman on a trip
1: Um,
0: with a bunch of dudes.
1: Yeah, I think for me, since I've never really been on on a trip with girls, like the only one that was the only, only time that I was on a trip with girls, like I've been mostly my whole life surrounded by guys in snowboarding so for me this is like i i don't mind like i think it's nice like i i find it especially the group that we have like the those dudes are riding so well and like this really inspires me so i'm uh i find it really nice to be on trips with people that are like really good because that kind of makes me want to do better as well so um um I don't know. I enjoy. it. We have such a nice group of friends, so um, for me it really doesn't matter if they're uh, guys or, <laughs> or girls or whatever. Mm. But um, recently, I've been hanging out with like um, a bunch of girls. Like we did the uninvited um, event in uh, at at um Tah- Tahoe. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I stayed in a house with a whole bunch of girls, like Alexa, was there, Maria Thompson, and Grace Warner, and like we had a really nice crew there. And uh, and then. Um, I was like, wow, this is actually really nice. I've <laughs> never experienced it before, but like recently, I've been enjoying like hanging out with uh with, with group of girls as well. Because I like ever like growing up, like I said, like I've never really had many girlfriends, so this is kind of special for me now. <laughs> to like actually having girlfriends as well, so I I don't think there's like any pros and cons. Like I, if the people are nice, like I'm down. Let's mm. go. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Now I'm curious uh, in your crew. Let's just say that maybe this last year for reference, who's the worst shoveler in the squad? Who's moving the least amount of <sighs> snow?
1: <laughs> last year, we were all shoveling like crazy. Honestly,
0: <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, but we need you got to throw somebody under the bus. Somebody under the Kos, bus? Who? No, no, Non-Kos? no, no, no,
1: guys, I won't throw mm. him under the bus. Tim. There's also Dominic Wagner, but um. he's such a good shoveler, too. Tim <laughs> is also a really good shoveler, but damn, and I'm a really good traveler.
0: I was. I've been told that.
1: Was... Yeah, I'm. I'm just shoveling like crazy, but <laughs> damn, I need to flip a coin for that, really.
3: Yeah, I mean, you could have just a crew of workhorses. It's rare, but it happens.
1: We are honestly like, I think we're crazy, like we're just shoveling like crazy and we are putting so much effort into doing spots and like, and sometimes the spots that we do are like, especially ones that Gus would select that and then we would just be day of shoveling and then the next day of riding with just such a small group, you know, so.
0: That's a cool concept to, to break down for the listeners that aren't familiar with street <laughs> snowboarding, right? Let's say it's you, for example, you cost Dom on a trip guys each have your day basically right so it's like it's not like everybody just kind of attacks whatever's in front of them you guys kind (laughs) of are like today's gonna be dom's day today's yeah yeah we're
1: really organized like we all have our days and um we all get to choose our spots and then whatever we choose to ours have to shovel i mean (laughs) that's how we do it there's still one spot, like I, I have this one really cool spot back in Finland that I wanna do. And like this whole season I was like teasing the guys like oh, we're gonna go there. It's gonna be a big shovel day. But we didn't make it last year, so next year we're gonna be going there. It's gonna be a whole full day of shoveling.
0: Love that. <laughs> I I, love I, heard, I heard a little uh rumor of maybe a fake bush that uh Koss maybe put in this spot and something like that.
1: A fake bush. We do that really often. Just like you guys want your spots to look good, so it's, oh yeah, so, we we do all sorts of spot management. Like we we put stuff everywhere and make it all pretty. And if uh, like also like I'm telling like we're like we are psychos in a way because <laughs> like let's say it has rained like crazy in Helsinki and there's this one spot that we really want to do, but then it's not like we only put snow just. Enough for the in run and landing we just kind of make it all look like oh it was midwinter you know <laughs> but actually it wasn't like sometimes we would do stuff like that and it's so silly when i think back about it but we do it
0: and sometimes you set up a whole spot and then you get kicked out before you even get to ride it
1: oh yeah that happens it was just a good day of shoveling you know <laughs>
3: Sometimes I like that when I'm at a spot and I'm scared. I'm like, oh, me yes, too. We're, so, we're out. Me Sorry, too. guys. Thank God, Feels so we got horrible. cooked out. Me uh,
1: too. I've never uh, acknowledged that, Tim, but there's a lot of spots. He probably knows. <laughs> I'm just like, kind of, please, can someone come and kick us out? But then it's not happening, and I you have know. to go off that roof now. <laughs>
3: if you really want, never forget, you can call the police. Himself.
1: I know. I know. Yeah. I have never done that, but I may- want to know. maybe next has. year.
3: I don't know if anybody ever um, has. Chris, you aware of anybody?
0: Uh, there was a. I was watching a skate video years ago with like the girl crew, and uh, Rick Howard actually called the police on them skating. That's sick. Because he was so over it. That's, that's the only that's real amazing. instance I've heard of that. Yeah. No way. But you got to respect
3: Let's it. Let's see it in the comments. I want to see if anybody's done that. Or mm. well,
1: maybe if you, like, if another person, so it's their day they're doing the spot and they're like oh I want to do this spot so uh, yeah. then you go to cops and them next, next day is your level. day you're mm-hmm. going that's, <laughs> the
0: next, that's the next level I've wanted to with sexton sexton's one of those dudes who pulls up on like a just like a 700 trier mm-hmm. and you're like really this is he had a this is trier. what you want this is the thing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah who who's the longest in the crew to get their makes me are you just saying that to be nice no or, it's me and, Tim's laughing in the background. He
1: knows so it's, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read that.
3: I read that you liked. I mean, this is something I read in another interview that you give yourself three tries.
1: Oh, that's with uh, when I'm like having my anxiety <laughs> stuff going on. Not at the spots. I, like I said, I'm very persistent. Yeah. I'm very. I I like torturing myself. Mm. I'll I'll go through the whole day, however tired or hungry or. Wet or hurt in just your away, you know. <laughs> uh, I am. I'm. I'm just gonna keep on going. Mm. The sun's setting. I'm like, damn. Do we still have enough time? Is the camera good? There's yeah. no
3: more excuses with these cameras, Tim. You can just crank the light up.
1: Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I'm. I'm big on just keeping on going until I get my stuff. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do.
0: It was interesting going through your kind of catalog of video parts because when it started, and this is common, but you're, you're kind of a trick lord. You're doing tricks on down bars and smaller rails and more techie stuff. Yeah. And then it's kind of evolved into like this um, refined spot selection. Um,
1: I think it was just because like when you start, you jump on every opportunity that you have to film a clip. Because I didn't have a crew, so I was just hyped when whoever would point a camera at me and, like, wherever we were. So that's just easy. But now that I have my crew and, like, I have the luxury to have my own day, you know, (laughs) then obviously I'm going to choose something that I really want to do. And uh, and since I have these people to shovel for me, too. So so it's... uh, I think that's why I have a so selection now.
0: Who? What makes a good spot? Break it down for us, for the listeners that don't know.
1: For me, Tim's going to hate me, but I love a good, nice bank that you can jump into. It's like everywhere we're driving, I'm like, oh, there's a bank, there's a bank. Like, I want to do this bank, that's a bank. Uh, but you can only have that many banks in your video part, so. so I have to do other stuff too. But yeah, for me, it's definitely, if there's some elevation, you can jump into a bank somehow that would be my favorite mm. got a one to have to find one every year
0: <laughs> good architecture good yeah. background yeah. good colors exactly maybe not like a walmart back you no. know was think about just like a ugly like you know when people go on a trip to like kansas mm-hmm. and they're filming behind like a piece of shit bland building like, yeah it's like the scandinavia is so amazing because the architecture yeah. is so good
1: but for me, it's like when I watch all these uh, American videos, I find it really cool because it, it's like the spots you don't see those spots in Europe. So for me, it's really interesting to watch these videos because the spots are so different and they're so. You guys have so many like really cool, weird rails here and all that kind of stuff that you don't really come across in uh, in Scandinavia because I feel like there everything is so like straightforward or like, I don't know, just like. Very well maintained and like just clean somehow, but here you can find stuff that's like cool alleyways and like stuff like that, and I really like that.
3: So, you guys talked about like putting things in shots. Do you ever remove things?
1: Oh, yeah, like trees and stuff yeah. when they're on the way, or or um, uh, or, or uh, <laughs> it's actually really funny. There's uh, one shot in um. Invite them in. There's this, uh, I don't know, mini kink that I'm doing a board slide on. Um, It's at an abandoned building somewhere in Finland. And I had never seen that spot anywhere. And we were just driving past this little village um, randomly. And then, uh, but there was a light pole, like, right next to it. Like, you were not able to uh, board slide it. And um, since it was an abandoned building and, like... Um, so we were like, okay, if in the evening we go back and the lights are not on, we're gonna cut this pole with this huge light pole. So uh, the lights were not on, we cut the light pole, buried it nicely. Next day, we went to film the clip. So is that the one
0: you ride away with a big smile on your face? Probably. Like it's like a uh, down flat, down flat, down Like a million kinks.
1: Yeah, not the <laughs> curved one.
0: No, it was a straight kink. Uh, yeah, straight, yeah. And it's like uh, a long ride away shot and you have a big smile. Yeah, and then Gus
1: comes and hugs me, I think, in yeah. the end or something. Yeah, yeah that's the one I, I, that's actually it was a due day sh- mission for me because the f- so the first day we got there and um and I like first try I jump on I catch my edge and like I kinda like front roll onto it or something. Uh, not on the on the rail, but into the stairs and that kinda like started messing with my head, I guess, and uh and then that day just didn't go good at all. And then uh, we called it, uh, obviously, with the sunset. We called it not before. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then was uh, no light left. No, 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 yeah, exactly. And I was really—it was springtime. I was waiting for the sunset, but okay, I had
3: to wait for it. <laughs> Long
1: ass. <wait>. Long day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I would be give. <laughs> I would go through the night. But anyway, so. Um, yeah, so that day I didn't get the clip. Super bummed, didn't get to eat Ben and Jerry's. And then go to bed, and go back next day. And it was 19 tries, and then I got the clip. It mm. was, like, super early in the morning, too. And I was, like, so happy. Went to the that's store, sad. got my Ben and Jerry's. Good day.
0: Well, that's two. I got two parts. I'm going to get into the Ben and Jerry's for a second. But I want to highlight you riding that, riding away, and Tim keeping the clip long. Mm-hmm. And you're just, like, authentically happy and relieved, and um, it's fucking awesome. Like, you don't see that often. I
1: think, because that season, or that entire vitamin video part, I was something way different than I've done before, because I was having um, pretty bad mental struggles. Um, and uh, I think every shot that I got was like a like a really big victory for me, and when I got that shot, I was so happy. <laughs> So I think in this video I have a lot more like uh, like real emotions and real yeah. feelings in it, and Tim just captured it all really nicely mm-hmm. too.
0: All right, well let's get into that. Yeah, I want to hear about uh, working through that stuff.
1: Well, I've been struggling with um, with injuries for like three years in a row. Um, this entire when I filmed the honey, like that video was just like injuries on top of injuries and it was uh, a really like uh, tough experience for me because um like i'm i'm not afraid of being hurt that's all fine uh but like one when, when i'm hurt and like i'm just afraid of where my mind is going while i'm hurt um and then uh, i think this in, like i don't know like a lot of um stuff has piled up from the past and then uh and then this year, I was like, okay, I had a healthy body, um, so I didn't want to, I guess, ruin it and go back into that dark place again. So it was really hard to like start filming, especially like early in the season, because like you, you don't have any clips, like you don't have anything, and you don't want to get hurt because you don't want to miss out on a season. Um, so I was really, uh, really struggling with that, and then there was just something wrong with me that I didn't fully really understand what was going on with me because like I have always been kind of fearless and I have never really um, considered like what could happen or what can happen. Um, but this decision like I, I, like having gone through all these injuries and everything, I just kinda, I was having like, like moments where like my mind would be like, all right, cool, I'm gonna go, I, I'm gonna go and Like, hit that spot, but then my body would just be frozen, and, like, my... I just couldn't understand why, and I couldn't control my body at all. Like, I would just freeze. Mm -hmm. Like, I would call drop to dim, and then, like, I just wouldn't go. And then I would just... Yeah.
3: Just overrun with fear at the spot. And then, so what was... What what kind of things did you do that eventually helped you break through that? Was it just dropping, or was, was there outside help outside of snowboarding? Or,
1: um, for me, that year, um, or maybe it it's worth mentioning that uh, I've I, I've been struggling with uh, mental health health issues since um, since pretty young on. Um, uh, and I think a lot of it comes uh, comes from um, me wanting to um, like be like excel at everything. And uh, I come from a family that um, uh, like education and like call uh, like, like that kind of success is really um, really valued and it's kind of expected of you um, and uh, also, um, like I wanted to be two persons at the same time, mm-hmm. kinda. I wanted to be this person who's like really good at snowboarding and like really like filming videos or whatnot, and then I also wanted to be the person who like gets the doctor's degree and becomes uh, whatever nice job where you can have your office on the 20th floor and have this nice spinny chair and like turn around when people come in. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted all of that at the same time, but then it doesn't work really when you, and also while you're a perfectionist and you want to do both things uh, really well. And like at school, I would go to a private school just because my sister went there and it's kind of wasn't expected of me and it was a really hard school. So anyways, I went to this private high school and uh and then uh, i really had to study so much there and i didn't have any free time so um that really made me unhappy because i really wanted to go snowboarding all the time and i was kind of like uh, thinking that okay once uh, once my high school is done like i can focus on snowboarding but then like having so much pressure from like uh from the parents and from uh from friends like everybody wanted to like go to university like straight on like get. Uh, like become lawyers or like something crazy you know um and then i really like i didn't really care for it all i wanted to do was snowboarding but since i had so much pressure from uh, from the outside i kind of had to go straight to university um i wanted to study gene technology if that's a thing or like genetics oh, technology, genetic, okay. genetics yep. technology like i since. I had really good grades, so I got in and all. But last moment, I was like, "No, I got to sports science because maybe I'll have more time to go snowboard." Um, and uh, and then this whole time, like I was again like trying to do two things at the same time. It ended up like taking me six years to like finally uh, get the university degree degree done and like uh, do both. So I think uh, coming back to this now, I think all of my uh, my uh, I just fears of like getting hurt and everything is like i don't want to lose snowboarding because like my whole life i've been kind of fighting to like go snowboarding and there has always been something you know in the way and um so like as i like starting to film this uh, video project i was like okay finally i'm well like i can snowboard but like what happens if like i go back to that when i have to like fight for it again like or, or i'm not like able to do what i want
3: yeah i can tell you love it i mean cause shared that too he was like we were joking on the phone earlier about how i love to take the summer off he was like yeah I, you know i like it but he was like she just wants to snowboard oh yeah 365 two i do seven. because
1: like i didn't have the chance to do it for so long oh. or like i don't know i'm gonna start crying but it's fine <laughs> yeah, it's good emotions good. it's uh yeah um because for me, it was like when I did university, I would like go, I would go to let us Alp in the summers, um, just to be able to snowboard in the summers. Cause then like I could do, you know, two things again, would fit all these things in one year, you know? <laughs> um, so basically my whole life I've been just like finding ways to go snowboard and, and, um, I understand that these guys, <laughs> like cause for example, like he, um, he would snowboard, you know, like indoors and they're open 365 days a year and. You go whenever you want, but for me, it was really like uh, if I have an opportunity, like I want to go. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Can I chime in on something? I think first of all, I think it's so fucking gangster <laughs> how much you love snowboarding. Yeah. That's like, crazy. I know. It's so fucking sick. But <laughs> also, like I think that you know, I'm gonna go Doctor Phil kicking it's my feet doing, up. But uh, you know, if <laughs> if it's if you if you love it so much that you're scared of like losing it, it makes sense why. You're scared to get hurt because it, it kind of brings you a sense of joy, so much so that if you're hurt, your happiness and your sense of yeah, like accomplishment is, all goes away. Yeah. And so you need it to feel full in some ways, is what I'm kind of hearing. Yeah, so.
1: exactly. Because for me, it was also like when it was summertime, like I was miserable. Like I just wanted to go snowboard. And then there was this long summer and like there would be winters when... I don't know, we will get snow in January, and the snow will go away in February, like, and you're, again, you're miserable, you want to snow snowboard, but you cannot. So I think for me, it has always been, like, a struggle to, like, go snowboarding. I was, like, always, like, I had to work so hard for it, and, like, when you don't have, like, well, as, as a kid, you don't have a driver's license or anything, you're, like, stuck there with the conditions you have, so that can suck sometimes. <laughs>
0: Yes, I see. Yeah, for the <laughs> listeners, uh, Dara just raised her hand earlier, like his uh, classroom. I love it. Yeah. Let's do it. You're put, you want to ask into the mic? Yeah. Because uh, okay. we need want to hear it.
1: Well, I feel like you guys... Hello. Hi. <laughs> you guys we're probably about to get to this, but maybe not. But I was just curious when you were talking about being afraid, standing on the drop-in and being frozen, calling your drop and then not being able to drop, like what did you do to work through that do you, can you recall like what helped you in those moments that's it
0: great question great question Dara.
1: thank you Dara that's uh that's a difficult question um i think i remember specifically that one uh, one shot from vitamin where i i think it might be the opener shot where i jump onto this box and then there's a rail down i think it's it's the open probably anyways uh it was um this was a spot like i was like while we were building it i was just there together with tim and like while we were building it i kind of like knew i wasn't like there is no way i can write this spot like i was just so so scared and uh, so this whole time, so we were building it, and then um, the next day I was gonna ride because it was it was quite a build. Um, and this whole night I cannot sleep, and uh, the next day we, sh- we go back there and I go, oh my God, like now I actually have to ride this spot. I'm standing on this drop in, and like I'm just like, okay, you have got this. And like I was just like, drop in, and then just like break right before the takeoff, and like I probably did that a million times. It was probably sucks for Tim super much you know just waiting there me calling drop and he pushing the record button and then I'm not going um but then I had like a really uh really bad um like a panic attack there um like I just like uh, I couldn't breathe and it was really um but it was more just because I got so angry at myself like I just couldn't understand like what was going on with me like because a year or two ago, I would have been like, I would have done it with my eyes closed. It would have been exactly the spot I want to ride, you know? And then, uh, um, I don't know, like I was just there for a while and just crying and thinking (laughs) and just being miserable and horrible. (laughs) And, um, and then, I don't know, at some point I was just like, something inside me just, I was like, okay, I can do it. Like, you've got this. And then, I don't know i I did the that one try, and then the one try was perfect, <laughs> like I just jumped on it, did a nice port slide, and there it was, and then after that, it was just like it was super mellow, of course, but it was really just for that first try and then um, and then after that, I kind of st- like tried to remember what it felt like mm-hmm. when I went there, and when I did that first try at that spot, like I would just kind of like go back and think about these situations and then that will maybe calm me down sometimes a little bit or um, I was also journaling um, mm. so I would like uh, after every spa, I would like in the evening I would just like write how it went and like what were the emotions that I had and then in the end like you kind of start recognizing a pattern there that, like you're like okay you start getting these thoughts and you you start you know acting like this or that and then um mm, and then that kind of helped me to realize as well that it's, uh, that I can like, trust myself because I probably like, had a lot of trust issues and I kind of felt like as soon as I like, touched the snowboard, I would just probably get hurt and like, just be miserable again with my thoughts and I didn't want that. And um, just slowly, like, once I, like the more spots I did and, um, and the, uh, also what was really important was um, the crew that spot, it was just me and Tim alone, and then it's like he's if he's like somewhere far away with the camera, and you're just all alone there, and, it's, and you're like freaking out. It's uh, it's not easy to calm yourself down, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, once we linked up with uh Dominic Wagner and Kaz Lemons, then um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> then I don't know, these guys just make me feel really nice, and um, uh. I don't know. I feel so comfortable riding with these guys. So definitely, like once we had the really good crew going on, like I felt a lot better. Like mm-hmm. I felt uh, like I had this support, and like these guys kind of knew how to help me. And like Dominic, like he's he's such a sweetheart. Like he um, he would always know like if there's like. Oh, you should do. You should like uh, go a little faster, or you should do like this or that, or you like. He's just so good with the tips and stuff as well, and like he, yeah, he was just uh, such a big help at every spot.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so key sometimes to have someone at the drop in. Yeah, you know, with those little words. I mean, sometimes the one that kind of gets annoying for me is like, "You got this," but like it yeah. does. No happen- matter how many times I've heard yeah. something like that, it's really helpful.
1: It does help. And uh, just that you know that you're with the people who like believe in you or like even when mm-hmm. like, these g- like these guys, they wouldn't let me do spots that yeah. they know that yeah. I'm like, that I will, you know, like eat shit and get a g- hurt.
0: A good <laughs> friend will gas you up, like yeah. even if you don't even believe in yourself, yeah. if they know your ability levels. You know, For that's sure. a, that's exactly. A, and that's a super important thing to mm-hmm. talk about. And then highlighting also that, I love that, just thinking back on battles, it's like, once you get that first try out of the way, once mm-hmm. you get that monkey off it's your just back, unlocked. it's like okay, I got, yeah. I broke the ice. Even yeah. though I got bodied, I'm gonna run back up and <laughs> we're, if oh yeah, slammed, you're like at least yeah. I got, I at least I got that out of the way, the icebreaker, yeah. breaker, yeah. and then you're yeah
1: rolling. for sure, a hundred percent.
0: Love love that just annihilated, but you're like, yep, I'm good. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. The pain sometimes
3: <laughs> helps you break through the mental.
1: Oh my god, I'm uh, um, like I would. Like let's say I I broke my elbow one time and I had a surgery on it and then uh, that was the year I filmed uh, I filmed Honey, mm-hmm. it was a two year project for me so I filmed one year it was super perfect I was fearless everything was cr- so great and then the next season I started it with um, with doing a front board on a kink trail in Finland and it was on uh, the first of January and then I got my I got my heel edge and I fell on the stairs I broke my elbow um and then um i think and but then i was like okay like i need to get well because i need to finish this video i want to put it out next year and then um and then in uh in march i think we went to japan and then uh that's where i like i had this crazy robot arm around my arm and like I could still like really move it I had like pins in there and all and then i was like I need to jump into those banks now because I (laughs) I have this video part that I have to finish. So it goes really just like I would just force myself into snowboarding or like into finishing this whatever project that I'm working on, even if I'm not well. And like I'm, I don't want to say I'm like good at uh, like with riding when I'm injured, but like I can make myself do it Mm -hmm. when I have to. I know I don't have to, like I, nobody's expecting that from me, but I, I would just. I, I just expect that from myself. So I would just ride however hurt I am. I would still be riding.
0: <laughs> and that front side ollie from Japan was your ender in Honey, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: That was with the broken arm.
0: So that's a cool story. Mm-hmm. Of just like breaking through the pain. And
1: that was actually, that was our last day in Japan. And our plane was leaving the next day. And I got that shot with like the, the sun was still, the sun was setting. And then that was going to be my last try because there was no light left anymore. And then I've, I've wheeled it out. So <laughs> I got it. I was so happy.
3: So yeah, uh, I want to rewind on the journaling thing. Cause you yeah, brought up a too. few things yeah. like that's an amazing s- tool that I haven't used much. And you also said that helped you notice patterns. What, how did you become aware of journaling as a tool and what do you think about it? are you still journaling and doing that?
1: Um, it was actually Tim's idea, because mm. uh, I think he had his little creative mind behind that. Mm. <laughs> so he probably wanted to use that journal into making that video as well. Mm. But he presented it to me in a way that, oh, this, you know, this could help you, and like, um, why don't you just try it, yeah. you know? And I was like, I don't have anything to lose. Like, why not? Like, I can just try, uh, try it out, and like, it was actually really nice. Um, you, you take your own time, and you kind of put all of your feelings down and your thoughts and stuff. And it's uh, it was nice. I'm I'm not doing it right now, um, but I think I should be doing it more mm-hmm. often because, like, now it's like I don't know. Then I was really on a mission, you know. And then I was like, if this is gonna help me, it will help me. <laughs> so I, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I was doing it, but it definitely helps. I think.
3: Yeah, and I like what you said about patterns too, because. Ca- another thing Kaz and I talked about were, you know, at the drop-in ramp, what you check off. And I've been reading about athletes' routines, sort of what people do. Like there's you know, rock musicians, like Metallica brings dirt from home and they rub their feet in the dirt from their house before they go on stage. Or, you know, I'm coming in the booth, I'm telling myself certain things. But for you on the drop-in ramp, he says you you have some things you check oh off. My which is kind of a cool routine. That's, it's kind that's of, yeah, it's
1: super interesting. That's yeah. something that I actually was not aware of. Mm. Uh, but apparently I have to like, uh, how do I say, it? like, um, blow my nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is really mm-hmm. weird. Like, I'm, I'm not aware of that. Yeah. But I do it in a really bad, like, ugly way. Like, just <laughs> kind of... I just go both sides and uh, even if there's like people walking past like I don't I don't even realize that I do it but apparently this is one of the things that I'm doing Um, and then I definitely double check my bindings a couple times (laughs) and uh, maybe do my my um, my gloves just kind of check them one more time before I go and uh, but yeah it's that he probably meant the the nose thing
3: yeah well he, <laughs> he he said a bunch of things but it I, is I, interesting
1: i probably take the longest on the drop-ins out of these guys they are pretty quick with their uh with their drop-ins but i have this whole thing with the bindings and like, guess the nose <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything so and also setting up the spot i'm like i'm pretty thorough. Mm. i'm like oh, maybe I need to put some snow here. And then the guys are like, well, I don't think you're ever going to get there. And I'm like, well, I can prove you wrong, you know. <laughs>
3: yeah, 0.5% chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, sometimes I would just maybe put snow at spots where other people wouldn't put it. But I've seen them do that too. It's not only me. So, um, yeah, I'm and definitely like uh, when it's a rail, I take my board and like take it through there the rail before I go sideways on it. That's also one of the things that I always do, but maybe not everybody does, I don't know.
0: Yeah, Mm. tricks of the
3: trade though. Routine is super important.
0: (laughs) You know, it's interesting to think about like as as a video part person myself, like we operate in this world where we are like, we get really familiar with our surroundings. It's like, I need to know the speed's there. I need to feel out the rail. And then you look at like slope style people and they're just like, they don't even look at the fucking thing and they're like flying back 270 to the bottom of the rail like first run and like just it's 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 two different modes of operation there's like the video part and then there's the like contest chompers
1: i know i'm i'm very impressed by these people like just being able to just send it on whatever like i i need to check out my things first <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's definitely very impressive i think I think uh, as a slow star writer, you probably could film a really good video part mm-hmm. if the styling selection is there. But
0: Hey, Mikey, we're going to take a quick break. You okay. know what we're going to talk about? No, I don't. We're going to talk about the hats that we're wearing. You
3: usually tell me what we're going to
0: talk yeah, about, Chris. Yeah, well, you know, these have been <laughs> sold out for a long time.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. I think I got the last one on the last round. You
0: know what? Breaking news. Not sold out anymore. The restocked. Where can I find them? Uh, bombhole.com, actually. Oh, you know
3: what I like about these hats, Chris, is the whale cord. But the problem is it reminds me of a bad memory.
0: Yeah? What does it remind My you grandpa,
3: of? My grandpa in the 80s.
0: Yeah, he would wear whale cord. A whale cord, yeah, yeah. And he
3: would shit himself. Mm. And washing it out of these thick grooves yeah. of this whale
0: cord was just Yeah. Well, the good news is it's a hat. So it's hard to, it's hard to get shit in the hat. Well, what if you sit on it? That's a good point. So that is a bit of a hazard. That's the only downside of this hat. <laughs> but it is available at bombhole.com. I got a question, Ivica. Have you ever sampled "Run Through a Wall" smelling salt? No. Okay. First time for everything.
1: This is exciting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so basically, you just squeeze it and it'll pop, and then you give it a whiff, and uh, it'll wake you up.
1: Wait. So how do I squeeze it?
0: You just pinch just, it like a pinch, and then
1: it just breaks in half.
0: Yeah. It's just like it's like a capsule that that breaks.
1: Okay. And then I just smell it. Yeah.
0: Just ease it up to your nose, kind of like. It goes. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> I fully went in.
1: She went in. She <laughs> dropped oh right
3: in. She went in. No hesitation. Oh
1: my God! Wow. Whew, let's do it Oh no.
0: wow! That's a good batch.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm crying now. <laughs> oh, 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 Tim, you want one? You do it,
0: <laughs> Alexa. Take a whiff. Wow. Oh. It's a good batch. It's a. Potential pregame in a spot. It stings the nostrils. Wow. What do they say in uh, Anchorman? He's like, it's a formidable scent. Stings mm-hmm. the nostrils. That's what I feel like.
1: <laughs> <coughs> wow, yeah. okay.
0: Tim's uh, vein on his forehead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It He's actually got gone one got
0: into
3: cardiac <laughs> arrest. <laughs>
0: Does anybody... It's okay. I'm actually first aid certified. Are you an EMT? I'm, a, I'm actually... I did a first aid course. We have an EMT course, on, so <laughs> on, on <laughs> I do know CPR if things hit the fan. I am peak first aid certified. I want to let you know that I took okay. one course. I took a one day course. I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this could <coughs> become part of my uh, rituals yes. you know, on a, on a tropic. That's what I was hoping yep. you were saying. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Instead of blowing my nose, I could...
0: Well, you it. blow your nose and then you whack the smelling yeah. salt and then it's... Yeah. Then your first try.
1: Yeah. on. Yeah, let's do actually it. actually proven no. first try. Yeah. Yeah. No anxiety after that. Yep. Going for it.
0: <laughs> a lot We're
3: of back. pro hockey players <laughs> use these before they go out on the ice, <laughs> NFL guys. Yeah.
0: Also, run through wall smelling salts uh, available at bombhole.com, USDA organic. Actually, that's not true. I made that up.
3: Where can you find them?
0: Uh, bombhole.com. Oh, okay. And uh, the thing is about them, a lot of people, I. I we never talked, we buy them in bulk. Okay. We buy like $10,000 with the salts at once. Okay. How do they if come we, in? They come up in a huge bag. We're like a drug dealer. And wow. then we bottle them up ourselves and sell them. Wow. So it's kind of like a whole operation. I don't know. I think it's interesting for the listeners. Just mm-hmm. figured to share that. Again, Bumble.com. Use promo code Ivica for 0% off. And <laughs> let's, let's keep it moving here. Um, I'm really curious about this. Actually, like we've talked about a lot of things. But I'm very curious about at the beginning of your vitamin part, there is a robot on the ground that is like... And you have to move it. It's like yeah. a. It's like a. What the fuck is that thing?
1: So, in Estonia, you would think of Estonia as like some uh, Eastern European country, but we're not. We're we're very tech savvy people. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, these little things they actually deliver food. Mm. So, so if you want to get takeout, it will be delivered to you by this teeny tiny cute robot. So they, like, they're completely on their own, like, going to wherever. I guess they have, like, GPSs and whatever stuff on. But they're actually, like, they always, they always somehow know when they have to cross the roads, like, when, it's, when the light is green. Like, they just go over the roads and whatever, you know. It's so cute. Like, whenever I see them in Tallinn, I'm just, like, just makes my day because they're so cute. And um, that particular robot, like, I guess is um, the way he wanted to go. It was through my landing, so he just got stuck in my landing, and he, like, weasel, he's like little weasels just like going in the landing, and he <laughs> looked so sad and so cute. So I, uh, I had to like push him out of there.
3: Yeah, the way you pushed it too is like it's, it's like, like, like a little toddler, like yeah, a little baby. You just but
1: they're they're really like little beings, you know. It's so like cute.
3: r two D two? Yeah, but, but, really. but sideways. <laughs> Do they beep pop?
1: <laughs> no, but they uh, when they get stuck, they go like, "Help me."
3: Help no me, way. Help me. Yeah.
2: Wow. And
1: people love them. They help them. They they like take a lot of photos and footage of them. They put them on their social well, media. Would do people get
0: shit faced and like focus them? Because I feel like that could happen too. That could happen. No. That was I mean, what goes America. through my head. In America, like birds. Those you things know, would like, not last. In <laughs> <laughs> We're in anarchists over here. No. I don't think we don't have respect for anything in this but. country. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're like we're gonna do birds, and they're it's, like we're gonna focus the birds. It's sad, but true. <laughs> but anything, it's also kind of hilarious. Oh yeah.
1: But I think there they wouldn't do. I mean, just like if you would see one in person, like you are so compassionate for that tiny robot. You know, you're like you mm-hmm. wanna like cuddle it or whatever. Yeah. You wanna help it, or it's just so cute.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it was stuck, it was it was cute. It was cute. Was you stuck. actually had to move it twice. Yeah,
1: it yeah, because you wanted to go back onto his road, yeah. so I had to like push him up. So cute. Yeah. 10. You know what
0: I, my theory was on that thing? I thought it was like a Google Maps thing, where you know the Google Maps cars mm-hmm. drive around, yeah, and they like to map, they like map yet. the city. That was what I thought that was.
1: No, actually, uh, so it's an Estonian company that makes those, and I know that there's a couple of cities in the U.S. as well where they use those I've very same uh, little robots. I've
3: seen them cruising around.
1: Yeah, we invent all sorts of, we, I mean, I don't invent anything, but like the people, whoever, those smart people in Estonia, uh, there's a lot of startups and uh, they invent all sorts of cool stuff. And uh, for example, Skype, Mm. it was originally invented in Estonia as well, Cool. then they sold it.
3: How many people live in Estonia?
1: Uh, We have about one million people. Wow,
0: so So very small.
1: Yeah, I'm very special. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I'm curious. It's almost too far along in the interview that I'm embarrassed to ask this question. But what language do you speak in Estonia? Estonian. Well, you guys have your own language. Yeah, we
1: have our own language. Um, Like I said, we have one million people there. And out of those one million, there's maybe 300,000 Russians. Mm. So it's uh, only a very limited amount of people that you can actually talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, But Finnish, it's uh, very similar Mm. to Estonian. So when I got to Finland, I... I basically understand them quite well, what they're saying. So, um, so that's like that's the idea. Maybe you get the idea, like what the language is like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's like what I was saying from early on. Like I had to kind of learn other languages as well because, like, yeah, like you can't travel anywhere. You can't do anything with your with your teeny tiny language, I guess.
3: Yeah. The other shot in your part going back to visuals was the cat there's a huge mural of a cat you get super happy yeah you're pointing at it and i also see a cat on your journal oh what's up with cats
1: i'm obsessed with cats Mm -hmm. i am such a cat person i have a i have a cat at home as well well it's at my parents house i don't have a
0: what's the cat's name
1: it's kitty uh-huh. So you have to say with like a really yeah. high-pitched voice and the cat would understand. If you would yeah. just call Kitty, it wouldn't come. Or yeah. I always call him Kisho, which means um, a cat in Estonian. But the name is Kitty.
0: So the cat's name's Cat and or Kitty. Okay.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> cat or the Kitty, yeah. Very original.
0: So what do but you like about cats? Yeah, sell us on cats. I love Cause cats. Because I got, I got a dog. I love cats. Sell me on cats, though.
1: Well... What I really like is that they're so small, although Alexa here is proving me wrong that dogs can also be small. But I like it when the cats just, like, are so small they can come onto your lap and they and they are really lazy. They could, like, just sleep the entire day just inside and they're so chill. And I I don't know. I kind of like it when they're also a little bit, like, when, when they've had enough of you, they just walk away. Mm-hmm. And I maybe relate to it a little bit as well. So... Not not talking to Tim, I might not have enough I'll walk away. <laughs> but I don't know. The cats are just really cute. They're yeah. nice.
0: All right, we're gonna get into kind of a touchy subject here. This is a bit of a, a polarizing subject. Okay. Um and so it's interesting going through your video part timeline. I was watching your early stuff. And then in honey, you kind of you're wearing a helmet on all your other footage. Mm. Yeah. You already know where we're going, and then and you kind of there's like a slow evolution of no helmet. Um, I'd love to hear why.
1: So, um, when I told you that I did my very first board slide and uh, and then I hit my head. Um, after that, I went to a store, got a nice pink helmet, and then I, I, because I thought I don't want to hit my head again, so maybe it's necessary. So I've been uh, kind of wearing helmet or at least I wore a helmet ever since then and then when I filmed when I filmed honey it was uh, it was like I it sounds really bad but it's just I liked how it looks when there's no helmet when people are riding without a helmet and I and I guess um, I just kind of took it off at spots where I felt comfortable enough to take it off and that that kind of... Um, Evolved into me not wearing a helmet at all. Um, But it's not really anything that like I'm against helmets or anything like, I I think you can wear a helmet if you want to wear a helmet. And it's a good thing if you wear a helmet, I think. Uh, But just for me, it was like, I looked at the shot and I would like get bummed that maybe I was wearing one. It doesn't sound good, but (laughs) that's just the truth of it. What I felt at least. And like, like we also said, like, if you look good, you feel good, and if you have that on, and if you don't feel comfortable in it, then it would win the shot for me, maybe. But maybe in the future, I'll put it on, you know? You never know.
0: No, I think that's... I really appreciate the honesty, and I think that's really common, you know? It's like, if, what are your values? You value how the spot looks, you value how you look, you value style, both, like, physical style and the clothing you're wearing, and how it all comes together, and, and what we're used to seeing, and... and sometimes not wearing a helmet looks better i wear one and i i've struggled with it myself so it's like as much as it's uh it's it's kind of an interesting topic it, i totally understand
1: yeah know. it's a tough one but i feel like if you want to wear a helmet then like you should wear a helmet yeah. and if like kids are starting snowboarding i think of course they should put a helmet on like i'll i'll have my brother wear a helmet like it's it's, it's normal, I think. It's yeah, I found that the added
3: weight just—I fall on my head when I'm wearing a helmet. Just yeah, that I, extra weight, I just
0: immediately—it's like a top heavy. Yeah, top
3: heavy, right it's to like the dome. A, yeah. If I'm yeah. wearing a helmet, I'm more likely to smash my yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. like now,
1: watching that honey video part as well, like <laughs> I'm not very happy with like how my clothing and my and also the helmet maybe adds to that clothing, how that looks. So I'm. Uh, I wish I put on better clothes and <laughs> maybe skip to have a couple spots. I don't know.
0: Well, that, I think that all comes with, like, finding what you're into. You refine your trick selection. You refine your spot selection. All of a sudden, like, when you first get into the tri- you're just like, I just want to do a trick. And, yeah. like, oh, that one was hard. I didn't even know I could do that. And then, yeah. then you're like, wait, I actually really like these tricks. I think these ones look good. Oh, I like these spots. And so as you mature, in your, depending on what direction you take it, yeah. you know. Yeah, I
1: learned that I I do not like to wear neck warmers anymore. <laughs> so it's they don't look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so.
0: You know what I really liked from the honey part? Um, you know, obviously the ender was cool, but I love the board side of nose press.
1: Yeah. That one. used to be my trick that I would always do.
0: The moneymaker.
1: I um, I guess I haven't filmed one for a while. Um, I should do one.
0: Bringing out of retirement, yeah. Let's go. All right, let's talk vitamin part. Um, you know, I, I hyped it up at the beginning, but if you guys haven't seen, it, I remember like I watched it for the first time at my friend's house. I think Taxwood was like, "Yo, have you seen Vitamin?" And we were like screaming our first time watching it. We we're just mm-hmm. like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like yeah. it was awesome. Um, and some notables. You know, uh, I was curious about. Um, I think maybe starting right off with just the Ender because. Uh, that one was climactic, and I, I've been told there's a cool story behind it.
1: That spot was, um, yeah, we found that spot in northern uh, northern Sweden. <laughs> and um, when we were setting it up, I didn't check if their roof was actually slidey or not. Mm. Um, and then my first try, <laughs> when I actually, like, jumped into it, I got so stuck as if it was, like, Velcro or something. It was just, like, my board was stuck, and I just front flip from flip into the landing and then um, uh, I think like it was uh, Tim was there and Wendla uh, Mustanen she was also there and uh, they thought that I was for sure hurt or something but
0: Hor- horrific bail for the listeners yeah
1: it just only looked bad but it was it felt like nothing it mm. was just I just stood up where I was like well this roof is sticky you know <laughs> <laughs> And then, but yeah. we had already put like so much effort into building the humongous landing <laughs> there mm-hmm. and, uh, and the whole roof stuff and everything. And uh, and, uh, and then I was like, what am I going to do now? Like this roof is sticky. I cannot jump into this. But I don't know how, but so there was a whole bunch of plywood right next to it. And it was cut in the perfect size of the roof. So I was like, well, we can just put those, Wooden plates just on top of that roof, and then we can still ride the spot. And like it was just perfect; it fits so perfect. And we had a couple of roof screws in the in the car from previous spots where we took them out. And um, and it was it was nicely; it was just stuck there. And um, and then that was that was a cool spot. I really liked riding it. It was that was the only spot I think from Vitamin where I wasn't like having anxiety attacks and like feeling really uh really scared and uh horrible at spots but this was really like i felt like i was my old self i was really i was like confident like even that after that bail, i was like i've got this like i know i could do that and then they fixed the roof and
3: how many tries was it like to make just
1: i think it was maybe like five tries or something
3: yeah i would i love the ollie in i mean i i saw the slam, and I actually almost wondered if it was after, because your confidence of that all in was just full commit.
1: I saw that I was going too slow. Yeah. Because when you stand up there, uh, it was like, it was the roof hands here, and then the roof is, like, where you jump off is here, and then there's the roof down. So you would only see it when you're, like, fully, like, on the... yeah. Like, committing. So I didn't know the speed, because you can't see how far away it is. So it was... And normally I have, like, Gus and Dominic, like, looking at it every, from every angle, like, yeah, it's good, now yeah, the speed is good, but there I didn't have it, so I was just film on the camera, so um, it was really hard for me to, like, assess the speed as well if you don't see it. Um, so I saw it on the, on the, on the whatever, where I took the leap that, all well, I'm going a little too slow, so.
0: All right, other notables, which would be good, we can put this on the screen. Uh, I thought it was cool the session where you board slid that nice concrete Hubble edge, um, because uh, Dominic obviously had a trick on it. He cab toed it in your part. I think he cab threes it, in yeah, the hexagon or something like that. He does. But uh, how was that session?
1: Um, that was actually really cool. Uh, so it's at a, it's in uh, it's in Helsinki that spot. It's uh, at a place where they, it's an entrance for a place where they help. Um, kids who um who have problems and who are maybe like homeless or 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 um, have whatever problems and then um while we were setting it up this guy comes outside and he's like telling us that it's not a good place to do it because we might you know scare off the people who need help and then because if there's something going on like right at the entrance it's it's maybe a little bit intimidating for them to actually, you know, like if they've already taken the step to go there and then they see that there's something happening at the door, then they might, you know, turn around. So uh um so we talked to him and like uh um he understood what we were doing and we were just like nice people and, and he was a nice person. So he was like, Okay, that's fine. Like if you see anybody coming, just like uh maybe stop it for a second or like kind of just be nicer. <laughs> just envy. So it was, uh, that was a really, really nice spot in that sense because he, like, invited us in, gave us some coffee, had a nice talk, got to do the spot. So.
0: Killer. Well, um, other things, too, I actually have notes on, too, is the subliminal messages. Like, there's screenshots that Tim threw in there. Uh, is it of your journal or something? Like, there's, like, little... Yeah, that's,
1: uh, that's Tim's, Tim's editing. <laughs> Into in there that these are yeah these are the cuts from my uh, from my journal. I can't really remember what he put in there. I haven't watched it for a while.
0: And another thing we didn't mention too is the fact that you have uh, a book going along with this.
1: Yes, I do. I actually brought it to you guys as a gift.
0: Yeah, amazing. Here you are. Oh, this is so sick. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Wow. It um, so how it, this came about is when uh, I was writing my journal. Uh, then Tim had this idea all along in the back of his head that he might want to do something like that. Or uh, uh, and then in the end of the in the end of the season, he uh, he went through the, my journal. Like he didn't look at it during the season or anything at all. And then in the end, he just went through and he thought that maybe like it would be worth like uh, making a scene or a book or something like that out of it. And um, then our friends from Club Sandwich were super down to uh, to do a collab. Mm. That's how it came to exist.
3: It's very cool. Uh, there's a photographer um, from the past named Chris Brunkhart, and he used to he made a book once with some Craig Kelly journal intros oh, okay. and like I think some Jamie Lynn stuff. And thinking back, like when videos come out, they seem so current, and it's like I, I don't want to look at a book, but I the book has stood the test of time. I think this is something. Yeah, it might be the same.
1: I've actually had a lot of people like coming to me and like uh, like thanking me for like uh, for like opening up about all these things because mm. this goes. I think there's a little little bit more about how uh, how I felt during that season and uh, and a little bit more about my uh, my mental state and so on. Um, and then people really have appreciated it. Mm. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I want to commend you for that, too. I think it's really special. You know, the good thing about that is I think there's a lot of people that uh, I guess I can only speak on my own experiences with things I've been through where you you are internalizing it, thinking you're the only person going through something. Yeah. And when you hear somebody else talk about it, it's really comforting to know, oh, damn, I'm not the only only person that's experiencing these thoughts. That's, that's actually why we do a lot of the reason why we do this podcast, because I think it's important for... People to realize, oh, somebody looks up to Ivica and they're like, oh my God, she, I thought she's this pro snowboarder that has this, but she has the same exact experiences that I have. I think it's really powerful for the people listening to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, actually, the, one of the reasons why I decided that I I can boot it out or like I can share my story is because of this podcast. Because I've, hear, like, I've heard so many people like actually like sharing their stories and like... Uh, and and uh, kind of showed me that it's not that they're also you know like having whatever problems that they have that it's not all just like all nice all the time you know. Mm-hmm. So this definitely made me feel a lot more comfortable to to like put my story out there too.
0: That's awesome. That feels. Really I cool actually
1: to hear. sent you a book, <laughs> a book uh, already when this thing came out, but I guess it got lost. How in the mail but um i wrote a little note there and i thanked you guys for, <laughs> oh, for <no> way. <laughs> yeah Thank you. i thanked you guys for doing this podcast well that's and, even uh, cooler to hear it on air
0: that's yeah, awesome
1: and uh, for giving me the little bit of motivation to do that i not not motivation is not the right word but it's like feel more confident courage, comf- yeah courage i guess yeah that's yeah. cool
0: yeah i remember when i was struggling with drinking and stuff like that i remember andrew reynolds was like really vocal about how he had quit drinking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. you can be a skateboarder or a snowboarder and you can not drink. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So I think those are like little light bulbs that go off where you're like, "Yeah, you know, that." where it's like same, just sharing your your yeah. your vulnerabilities. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cool. I think that it, this podcast is doing really well with that. Like thank helping you. Helping people.
0: That's really cool to hear. We're going to get into a Patreon question. Um, and our Patreon members, I want to say thank you because they support our show. Um, this one's from Frank Huang. Uh, so if you support us, you get a chance to submit a question like this one. Uh, he wrote, It's amazing what you did in vitamin C. Mental health <laughs> has been a con <laughs> vitamin C, <laughs> it's called vitamin, but vitamin C is actually not a bad name.
1: I like that vitamin.
0: Um, but maybe that's a maybe that's the the that's sequel, the next, the one. Sequel. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He has the inside.
0: Mental health has been a concern that has come to the forefront of snowboarding. Is there anything you can tell those listening out there? who may also be suffering. Mm.
1: I think mm. it's important to to seek help because, like, for me, um, it has helped a lot ever since I talk, started talking to a therapist, and I'm talking to a therapist every week. While I've been, like, it has been a little bit less during this winter because there has been a lot of traveling involved, uh, different time zones, but... Um, yeah, regularly I talk to my therapist once a week. We uh, we set little goals for uh, for the week and uh, have little exercises that I do to like maybe overcome my things. And um, that has been working really well. And uh, and I think for everybody who's feeling in a way that they cannot really find anybody to share those feelings with, then uh, just seeking out and finding um, help that way is is definitely helpful. Um, I understand that it's really expensive sometimes to... Uh, I don't know about like healthcare here or or in any uh, any other countries, but um, uh, but that can be, like, a, a thing for a lot of people why they are not, you know, mm-hmm. finding a therapist because you have to pay a lot of money for it. Luckily, in Estonia, we have a really nice healthcare system, so it's, like, from like senior healthcare or just from the government or whatever. Um, but, yeah, uh, I would say that just... Talk to people, be open about it and know, like, there's always people who feel that way as well. So it's de- it's definitely, de- like, um, you have to share with people, you have to tell them how you feel. Um, and another thing that I actually have been doing as well is, um, I since I really enjoy nature and, um, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I read it somewhere that if you, um, if you walk, like, in... Um, Like in in uh, let's say in a forest or something, like where there's green stuff around you, that kind of helps you to with your like with your like helps you calm down or something. Um, So I do that a lot as well. So um, that could be really helpful as well, just in the physical exercise in general. Like I think that helps as well, Mm -hmm. taking your mind off of things. But I think the most important is to know that you're never alone. There's so many organizations as well, like um, like the one from Desiree now. Um, stay. Stay, stay. Somebody's yeah. thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, or, uh, or what Laura is uh, doing. The, um, We're all mental. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's always like groups even within snowboarding that you can uh, you can turn to, and you can always send me a message. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, you'll be getting tons of. Them. Oh mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah I've, u- I've used therapy as well and I will say even though it does look expensive I would go back and spend a hundred times the money because it's so worth it <coughs> it's just the money is so well spent
1: for it's your ri- mental health it's really worth it I think like the biggest one for me actually I my therapist asked me to like kind of approach things like uh, for example in snowboarding as well like um like is it is it a fact or is it a speculation? Mm. Like
0: a story, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, so it's like
1: when I'm on the drop in, like, is it a fact that I'm gonna get hurt or mm. is it a speculation?
3: That's nice. It's like,
1: and then that actually helped me as well during that time uh-huh. when I filmed Honey because, or not Honey, uh, Vitamin. I was like, okay, I'm standing here. Like, is it a, like, am I hurt? No. Am I gonna get hurt? Like, no. There's like. Mm-hmm. I know how to snowboard like that. So yeah. That's a whatever, Ginkra, like I've got this, you know. <laughs> so like these things have kind of helped me, like those, those little facts. Or like she told me as well, another thing is that um, I tend to worry about things a lot or like about future and about like whatever, like projects, snowboarding, normal life, whatever. And uh, she told me that uh, uh, just plan like, um, like a little, uh, like, like a time of the day. That you use for worrying because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just worrying the whole day and you're like worrying about these things. But then, you know, like at six o'clock, I will be worrying about my things for like half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then it's either there, like, I can decide if I like, if there's something that I can fix, you know, I can, I can like do that maybe. But just that you won't be, like, in that worry this, like, entire day, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not sitting with your worries the whole time because it gives you confidence. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, at 6 o'clock I'll deal with this, but right now I'm doing, like, I'm just here and right now and I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So Just those little things that, like, she has been um, helping me with and, like, these have been really helpful for me. It's a great
3: tool. It's almost like the journaling. You're getting it out during yeah. that half mm-hmm. hour. And then it
0: kind of, it's not just slowly burning in the background. Yeah. Exactly. One of the quotes I heard about journaling that I thought was really good is that uh, paper has more patience than people. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It's like, so if you got some shit you got to get out, it's like mm-hmm. p- yeah. people might not want to listen to your shit. Mm-hmm. I know. So, But you can kind of spew it and like get it out of your brain onto a piece of paper. And I'm not, uh, I'm intermittent with mine. It feels mm-hmm. great when you're on it. Oftentimes mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And I was also listening to what you're saying too about uh, uh, factor speculation. Is that what you call yeah. it? Love yeah that. the the guy i work with we call him truce or stories too so it's like yeah yeah same thing but like yeah. getting clear on what you're what, what's true yeah. What's true i'm healthy right now exactly mm-hmm. what's true i so know how to snowboard i have skills i know how to do this that's true exactly so just what's like, the story yeah yeah
1: she's telling me to like do those little check it like checkups yeah. on yourself yep. every once in a while so like mm-hmm. kind of acknowledge it to yourself that you're fine like mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not hurt right now. Don't worry about it right now. And just the fact is that you're fine. And you can uh, can go ride your spots. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I love the actionable stuff, too. And that's the, the, the walking. Such a great... Mm-hmm. Mike's an avid walker. Um, uh, I walk every morning with my dog. You're, and that's like... Yeah. It's free. But it's interesting when it comes to all this type of stuff. Like, when you take care of yourself, it can be expensive. But it's weird how our minds work. Like, for me, I remember I used to be like... I'm going to spend $25 to go do a yoga class. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. But it's like, I'm going to the <laughs> bar to spend 25 or like, you know, whatever it is, you know, you got no problem spending money on like things like a truck or whatever, but like not when it comes to like a therapist or a, like you're like, fuck that. That's money. You know, yeah. the way our minds can justify it. Yeah, like.
1: that's true. It's like, you often think that, yeah, I can just do without, you know, but mm-hmm. you cannot do without your truck. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: True.
3: I think one of the barriers, too, sometimes is uh, getting that first step yeah. towards like, um, and even, you know, I had my f- I had a few therapists I went to, I didn't like them, and then I ended up finding one through a friend that was recommended. I saw this person kind of change so much, mm-hmm. but do you have any, have you been through several till you found one, or what's Yeah,
1: the- I I have done therapy with a couple of people, or a psychologist, and I had, um, it was one when I went to university, um, it was a guy, he, um, but he, I don't know, we didn't really click that yeah, well you in, gotta the, connect. in the beginning it was fine. But then, uh, I, I don't know. He almost like told me like, have you like considered like not snowboarding? And then yeah. I guess I just got angry at him and <laughs> yeah, he was up. like, it's, it seems like all of your problems are just based around snowboarding. Have you considered doing what you want to do? <laughs> I know. So about. Yeah, you so fired that guy right Yeah, like I stopped medium. going there because <laughs> I was like paying that guy out of my own pocket as well. He was supposed to be like, I went to this private practice, but now I'm just with, uh, with the government mm-hmm. practice. And uh, it's nice because the, the girl that I'm talking to right now, I've never met her in person. Mm-hmm. It's just all through, um, through Skype or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I don't know. It's just really nice, like a little safe space. And this mm-hmm. person, like for me, uh, maybe she's not even real, you know. She's mm-hmm. just this person that I can talk to and mm-hmm. she's helping yeah. me.
0: You know what else is wild is your vulnerability with the journal? Because, like, I would never let anybody come take a picture of my journal. That shit's, like, private for I me. I know.
1: But I don't know. I guess um, I didn't put, like, I, it was strictly about, like, um, like snowboarding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was some stuff as well that Tim, brought, Tim left out there, so... A little bit more personal things as well. But.
0: Mm. All right. Well, I think it's time for you know what, Mike. What's that? It's a part of the show we do every time. Oh, smelling salts? Well, no. It's uh, it, well, you have to. It's kind of like a trivia. Are we going to do an ad read? No, it's not an ad, Mike. Oh, oh okay. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> it's called name that video part. <laughs> name that video part. Name That Video Part is presented by Woodward, Mike. Did you know that? What is Woodward? Well, it's a mountain here in uh, Utah. Okay. It's not just a mountain, though. They got an indoor skateboard park. They got foam pits. Mm -hmm. They even got parkour. Wow. Well, you know what, Chris? I
3: I don't like driving very far. I don't want to just drive super far to a mountain. I'm not going to do it.
0: You know what, Mike? It's only 15 minutes. It's not even a far drive from From downtown. Wow, okay. What else do they have? Uh, well, they got tubing in the winter, but that's it's it's spring summer now, so mm-hmm. uh, no more tubing. But in the summer, they got mountain biking. Wow! Yeah, uh, okay. actually, Alex Andrews attempted to learn a backflip, got destroyed. Jeremy Jones did learn a backflip up there.
3: Wow, that sounds good. The problem is most mountains don't have like other stuff like food, beers, anything like that. You
0: know what? You're in luck here, Mike, because okay. they do have food. They do have beers, and wow. they do. You know what they have? Foam uh, pits.
3: Wow. Okay. Well, I'm trying to like learn backflips, so maybe the foam pit is the uh, the spot for me.
0: You can't backflip? No, I've never. This done. is the place for you, then, okay. Michael. Okay. Yeah. That's actually. I saw you do try a triple backflip in a video years ago. So I feel like you're lying, but that no, um,
3: well, was just out of anger.
0: That was out of anger. Okay. Yeah. So if you're interested in having a good time, head up to Woodward Park City. If you're in the Greater Salt Lake area, it's it's a it's a damn good time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Let's get into name that video part. Uh, how are you feeling, Ivica? Confidence level zero through ten.
1: Oh my god! I uh, minus a trillion. Minus a trillion. That's a new record.
0: That's the that's the world's <laughs> lowest. That's the world <laughs> record. You have a record for the lowest confidence I, level.
1: <laughs> I am so bad with my memory. Or like, I cannot remember like music. It's just like. I like music. Of course, like, I know songs. like <laughs> I can sing along and so on. But when I just watch a video, like, I cannot, like, I, I don't know. Like, this part of my brain just doesn't work.
3: Well, let's add a little pressure, because if you don't get this right, I know. what does she not get, Chris?
0: You don't get a prize pack, which is filled with bomb hole merch, you oh, smelling salt. Big loss, The Tim. good thing is, you know who kind of pointed me in the right direction on this is Tim. So if you don't get it, it is not my fault. Okay. You guys can sort that out Blame it on
3: Tim.
1: He's sure. going to have to buy me all the bumhole stuff. Then. Yeah, he's full retail. <laughs> full retail. <laughs> should have made
0: it harder, Chris. Well, it well, we'll see how she does. All right, here we go. I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys know? In the crowd? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I know. What? Can't hear you can't hear it? Yeah. We play, it give, give, give <laughs> play it one more time. Give Tim a chance. Play it one more time. Tim, get Tim. Get in here. See if he knows it. Give him a He's chance. He's gonna know this. He can win it for you. He's gonna know this. This is a masterpiece. Semi-recent video, I'll give you that. Masterpiece. Alright, say it into the mic if you know what it is, Tim. Say it, it
1: into the mic. Wait, wait, wait. It sounds so familiar.
3: Okay, we'll it's give a, you a hint. I'll give you a hint. The guy, he's build? from the Midwest. He's got what's one of the best styles in
0: snowboarding. It's like it came out in the past few years. Oh, oh yeah. I know. <laughs> he doesn't wear a hat when he snowboards. There's a There's three people There's in three the video. Three people in this video. He has first part. It's a
1: street video. Oh, is it from Good Sport? Wow. Uh-huh. We're gonna get. It. <laughs> uh-huh. I can get that back. Now. And first part. First part. <gasps> Okay, Spencer at the end. And then it must be Tommy me, me Boom!
0: It's Tommy Gazby! Tommy Gazby. Yes. Alright, you, you earned it. <laughs>
1: nice I can't believe <laughs> it! You got it. prize it. <laughs> pack.
0: Sick bag. Horse.
1: Hell yeah. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself right now. Yeah, you nice that one. And it's one of my favorite videos. It's a great
0: video. <laughs> it's so good. It's a great video. If you haven't Hell seen yeah. Good Sport, go watch it. It's All a, it's so a masterpiece. All of the items in there are available at bombhole.com. Uh, so hyped. And uh yeah.
1: I'll put it here.
0: Yep, congratulations! I'm glad Whew. you wouldn't have you would have been flying home without that. Just, just so you know,
1: <laughs> I'm so proud.
0: Part you should be. Part two, this is uh, another great video, um, and you know, we got to give the euro some shine. So I'm going to give you guys a little breadcrumb. This is with for that. the listeners, right? For the listeners, yeah. It's not for for Ivica. This is for the listeners. If you know whose part it is, comment on the photo of Ivica on Instagram when this episode comes out. That's where we pick our winner. Here we go. Oof. Everybody in the room looks bewildered, but I know what it is because I picked it. (laughs) Not going to ruin it. All right. Thank you guys for playing Name That Video Part.
2: Name That Video Part. All
0: right. We got Tim in the room, but Tim did submit a Seattle slew of guest questions. So we are (laughs) going to get into those. Uh, here we go. First one. Okay, I'll just throw in one more guest question just for fun. Uh, Chris, you always start these episodes with a beautiful book report on your guests. Uh, Ifika, what is your favorite achievement that Chris would never be able to find out about? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, mm-hmm. that's a good one. That's my. Uh, that's probably my favorite achievement in snowboarding or in life in general. Uh-huh. Um. So, um. There is, you know how there's there are these crossword puzzles like that comes in they come like in whatever crossword crossword books or yep. there mm-hmm. newspapers or yep. whatever. So there is a question there, Estonian snowboarder, and then you have to write my name there. Wow! So I am in the national crossword puzzle.
3: That's amazing! <laughs> wow! <laughs>
1: so you my, like- f- my no, I'm not famous or anything. There, <laughs> nobody knows me. But I don't know how these people found out about me. <laughs> But, like, one of my friends was, he just, like, sent a photo of that to me, and I had no idea. And now, like, it has gone through a couple of times, so people have been sending it to me. Wow.
0: That's very cool. And full name, that's a lot of... uh,
1: No, just the last name, the last name of the Estonian snowboarder or whatnot, so...
0: Wow. That's really cool. That would have gone in the intro, too, for sure, had Mm -hmm. I known that fun fact. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that's a a bomb hole first, is what that is. Yeah. I've never been in a crossroad, have you? no I have not I don't think I ever will be alright next question Uh, this was from Tim again uh, there's a three-parter so this is question number two hey Bommel I hope you guys are having a great time in the booth today I have a question for Ivica Uh, Ivica you travel around the world and all uh, you travel around the world to all these fantastic places to go snowboarding and recently moved to Ruka to be close to the mountains but why do I still get the feeling that your favorite place to snowboard is simply in your parents' backyard I uh, hope you guys are having a great time. Looking forward to the episode. Cheers.
1: Um, that's a good question. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> I think it's just because it reminds me of the old times. You know, it is so nice. You're, you're all alone. I'm <laughs> not. You're so nice. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's not the part. But um, It's just really nice. I enjoy hiking. I enjoy learning tricks. And uh, that's what I can do on my own tube. Mm-hmm. Or I have a rail too, and my parents' backyard we have like just enough um, elevation or little little hill where you can uh, take speed and you can put your uh, you can put your rail or tube just flat on the ground. Um, so I just I don't know. Whenever I'm there, I'm just always hiking that tube, and um, I have a really nice dog there too. So the dog is always with me. Just, just it's it's just the best time. I don't know. I enjoy it so much.
3: But I like that <laughs> comment too about about. Dumb being fellow vegan and also having food going on trips with people when they're just like, I want McDonald's or I want uh," that's a tough thing. But
1: he likes McDonald's, he's like, Let's go to McDonald's.
3: He likes vegan McDonald's,
1: yeah, he does. Wow, and I'm just like, No, Dominic, I can't anymore. Okay, and all right, but he's he's a very good chef.
0: Mm. I would love you to sell us on being vegan.
1: Well, I think here in America, it's crazy easy like you guys have so many really nice vegan options and it tastes really good it's healthy it's uh you're not cruel to the world so why not being a vegan because like honestly like you have like meat or whatever like you can have vegan like substitutes that taste exactly the same so it really doesn't matter if you're eating meat or or that vegan meat i think at least because like i personally haven't had meat ever since i was like 18. The re- the reason or the like why I became vegan, it was uh, one day I was driving home from school. And um, in Estonia, like we have really small roads and there's a lot of forest. and It's dark very often in the winter time. So, anyways, I was driving home, um, and then all of a sudden there was a deer and it jumped on the road and it was really just so close to the car and I couldn't do anything. So I hit the deer and like it flew over my over my car and. Um, like the, the hood of the car. Uh, is it called the hood? Yeah, the hood. Yeah. Uh, so that popped open, and so I could only see through that little space that's, um, that's on it. I was really lucky that it popped open because otherwise it would come to the window. Like mm-hmm. it would shatter the window, and then it would suck. Um, so anyways, <laughs> it was really, uh, really crazy. And then it uh, flew over the over the roof, and um, and then I stopped the car slowly. Um, I couldn't push the brakes really fast because my, uh, my little brother, he was like... Um, uh, one year old at the time, and like he was in his baby seat. But my mom had just taken uh, taken him out of the baby seat, and she was just holding him, her, uh, holding my brother. And she was sitting like on the back seat in the middle, and with my brother, just wow. like so. I knew if I would press the ba- brakes, like I don't know how this happened in my head, but like somehow I knew I cannot press the brakes because uh, he would just fly, <laughs> you know, into the window. And then, um, anyways, I stopped the car slowly, the deer flew over, and then. I get out of the car and I was just like, I just looking at the deer, it's like still like barely moving. And like, um, I don't know, it was just such a heartbreaking, uh, like what I could see. It was just, I don't know, it affected me so much that after that, it wasn't even a conscious decision, but after that, I just couldn't eat meat. Mm-hmm. Like, I would go home and then um, mom would, like, I don't know, cook next day. And then there would be some whatever meat in it. And I would just be looking at it and just seeing that deer just. Uh, I felt so guilty about killing that deer. And then um, and then that's how I became vegan. I still ate, like back then, I, I ate maybe like um, cheese and milk maybe for a year or so. But then I learned about like the, um, like how the animals are being kept and like how, uh, what it does to the environment and so on. So um, I decided that uh, I don't want to be part of this. Mm.
3: And, uh, so it's an
0: ethical choice,
1: really. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, that's uh it's been a while now
0: <laughs> that's it. Like, you feel good,
1: yeah, like honestly, I cannot even picture myself eating meat like a lot of people are like, Oh, I miss bacon or like whatever like but I'm just like I feel like uh meat or that that stuff it's not even food for me I don't see it as food i just i just i don't know I'm not missing it i don't I don't need it. I feel great just eating whatever vegan food I'm eating and uh I like that choice, mm-hmm.
0: Good for you. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. Is uh, there anything I mean, I am interested in this too, because I've you know, there's quite a few professional athletes in pretty high impact sports like NFL. There's some running backs Sage. that are doing Sage Kotzenberg. Um a lot of these people believe that they heal quicker with the healthy live foods. Do you supplement anything as well?
1: Um, sometimes I do take like b twelve, like when I'm on the trips, like it's really hard to uh, liquid like sunshine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, B12, uh, sometimes D vitamin. When I'm in the like just in Finland, like it's dark all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like there's not no sun, so you kind of need that. Yeah. Um, but I don't really do that many supplements to be honest. Um, I just try and eat healthy and try and get like a lot of um, like a good variety of food
2: mm-hmm. to get in.
1: But I feel like uh, that's true, that you do recover quicker, I think, because there's just a lot more antioxidants that you're eating and uh, and uh, and all the meat and stuff. I think it has so much other stuff in it that kind of maybe uh, mess with your recovery.
0: Yeah, depending on the meat, there's definitely levels to that shit, 100%. Uh, you've been mentioning Ben and Jerry's a bunch. Uh, we have a guest question, or actually a Patreon question from Travis Kerr. And he asks, "Why is Vermont so great? And is it because Ben and Jerry's?" Question mark.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, it's definitely a hundred percent because of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> it's uh, both Ben and Jerry's and Sugarbush. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to go there and uh, and ride Sugar Bush. And but Ben and Jerry's, uh, it's uh, I have a funny story with Ben and Jerry's like every time when um, when I land a trick or when I get a shot um then I get a nice vegan Ben and Jerry's uh, just to reward myself um and then I don't know I think I've been doing that for already like five years or so so it's like a tradition so every time I get a shot but like honestly like sometimes like because uh, I cannot finish the whole thing just one evening because it's, it's a little too much sometimes uh, and then if you're getting shots like every day in a row like it adds up it's a lot of Ben & Jerry's so you have to eat them all before you check out of their B&B so that's sometimes a struggle but that's only when it's a good trip
3: mm. sometimes,
1: sometimes you're miserable and you don't get any I Ben & Jerry's go home
3: with like a 12
0: pack
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Ben & Jerry's is my dream sponsor just saying it out, out loud here oh yeah <laughs> let's <laughs> go
0: let's make that happen yeah Yeah. just wearing a big old Ben & Jerry's oh. beanie like mm-hmm. a Red Bull patch oh, on you? there
1: I wear Ben and Jerry. I I went to the factory and um Oh you're uh, repping the merch already. Yeah, I'm wearing their t shirts, I'm wearing their caps and stuff. Let's so get that
0: <laughs> let's get that three year docky sent over. Let's you know. go. Let's get that Connie in uh, the yeah. mail.
1: And yeah. uh yeah. well
0: your agent Alexa could probably line that up. Yeah, yeah I like hope so. We're
1: gonna have to make some deals. Are you
0: on a ten, fifteen, twenty percent? What's your what's your commission on that? Uh, I always She's 10%. Uh, but oh, but wow. I have a That's friend, so maybe we go down.
3: Oh, 5%. A <laughs> <Damn, low> negotiation <laughs> wow, all right. So what's your flavor?
1: Um, the thing is, so every country has different flavors. Mm. So when I come here to America, it's like a paradise for me because they have so many more flavors here. Uh, there was one that was called like um, almond brittle or something like that that was here in the US I had it like many many years ago I want to go to the store and see if they still have that Uh, but in Europe they have one new one it has like coffee and some cram crackers and like some really nice stuff in it Mm. uh,
3: sounds delicious we should have brought some
0: I'm a half-baked guy myself that's kind of a Mm. classic non-vegan one but half-baked good stuff you know if it was me I don't know if I'd be able I don't have the self-discipline it's like I'd have the Agni defeat Ben and Jerry's. I'd have the like, just got bodied Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. I'd have the landed the A grade Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> you know that's what, that's what, what you're
3: talking about. Her future collection.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Ivica Jorgensen <laughs> exactly. signature f- flavor. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my god, that would be the dream.
0: That would be the new highlight.
1: That w- then I would forget about that crossword puzzle. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that would make the intro. Yeah, one Hondo P. All right, we got a guest question from Dominic Wagner. I don't know if that's how you're supposed to say it, but it that's, seems like that's it. spot on. Yeah, uh, where is Dom's question? Here we go. Uh, hey Ivica, hey Bombhole, this is Dom. Um, good to see you in the booth. Big fan of the show. Um, one question that I am. Um, i am uh, curious about and we've been filming for the past two seasons and for me it's kind of normal but how do you guys you and tim deal with your relationship um on trips and like how do you how do you deal with the professional side working together and then also being uh, in a relationship together which is like two different things that are sometimes too hard to um take a part of, I guess. Um, Yeah, that's it. Um, Have a nice chat
1: and see you guys soon. Thank you, Dominic. Um, That's a heavy question. I was really hoping we wouldn't (laughs) have to talk about it, but there he is. (laughs) No, it's fine. Uh, Thanks, Dominic. Um, It's... um, I don't know, like, how I see it. Because, like, a lot of people, when you go on filming trips, you always want to kind of be with uh, with the people uh, that you feel the most comfortable with. Like, it's always nice to have a really good crew. And, um, like, you always kind of want to go on trips with your friends. And, uh, for example, like, uh, me, Dominic, Kaz, uh, Tim, like, in the end, like, we're all just really good friends. So it, I think that it really doesn't matter if... Uh, me and Tim are a couple like we're um, I think we're like when when we go to the trips like I I feel like I just go on trips with uh, with those three people. And uh, it's not like I'm going to go there with my boyfriend and then those two people. So I, it's uh, we're keeping our relationship kind of separate from uh, from snowboarding when we're on trips. We're on trips where it's all business, you know, <laughs> we're we're snowboarding and. Um, so it's um, but sure, like it could be sometimes really difficult because like if you um, if you uh, are on a trip and then you get to leave and then you get to kind of put everything behind you, like if you had an exhausting trip, but then maybe sometimes when I will go home with him and then I'm. I'm so excited about snowboarding. So, like, I would just tell him, like, oh, I want to go there now and I want to go do this. So, maybe, like, for Tim, it's just like, oh, my God, like, I just don't get rest of that snowboarding stuff, you know, because I'm just so into it. <laughs> but I think we've been doing good. Like, we, uh, we have a really good working and uh, relationship balance.
3: Yeah, you share that passion. Yeah. And when you're on a trip, you just get the, you know, he's filming. He's, that's his job.
1: Exactly, and like I also think that it's really nice that we get to share these things because, like, for example, when we filmed Vitamin, like this was such a personal, like, uh, thing for me, and I'm actually really grateful that I got to share it with them, because like, like we went through this together, you know, and it kind of makes you a lot closer as well Mm -hmm. in that sense. Rather than you know, like, you go home to your uh, girlfriend or boyfriend who doesn't snowboard, who doesn't really know much about that mm-hmm. world and then you can describe it your fears or like whatever to them or like how it went or like i've heard a lot of guys like calling back home to their girlfriends <laughs> and be yeah. like oh hi babe like how are you like i just i don't know jumped off that roof today and uh got a got a clip and they're like oh nice babe <laughs> like yeah, good job you know like i find that little bit like i don't know i like to share these things with uh with them and it's working good
3: yeah maybe the world wouldn't have got the intimate oh definitely vitamin you know oh for video. sure for sure you really had to the trust there
1: yeah absolutely yeah. i mean and who else would go to a spot with me like see me maybe not dropping in at all you know? <laughs> so
0: yeah there's a special bond between a filmer and a uh, rider and sometimes there's not too yeah. and you're like you can't even Get on get anything going when you don't have that
3: bone, it's almost like I don't want a snowboard. Yeah. When you don't have that. Or could
1: could you go more into like like how is it filming with Tim? Like is he really supportive or like is he be like just about to do it? Or like, does it give you shit or like what's uh now that he's out of the room? Yeah. Let me
0: let me actually provide a little context, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. for just for the, just for the <coughs> listeners, I think it's amazing that Tim got up and left right now mm-hmm. which is Good great. We had enough. Now we can talk shit. <laughs> now, now we can, okay. see, now we you can, can say can what we <laughs> really, now we can say All what we really All the nice it's shit's horrendous. out the
1: window No, <laughs> no it's uh, like, sure, like it's also tough because he um, at the spots like he sometimes, you know, like he just wants me to get that shot and he um, he's like, alright let's uh let's get it over with let's do it finally you know <laughs> but no he's he's supportive he's uh he's great no shit talking here
0: mm-hmm. all right i got another topic here big topic okay big 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 where are we big going big 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 big. come big, 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 on don't hold big. back. let's go huge massive come on <laughs> let's hear it Ginomorous. how big humongous how big are we talking Fucking monumental. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Volcano bit. explosion. Yes, it's monumental. I'm all right. Now we're getting out of control. What, what I actually want to talk about is Euro. We're gonna put you in Euro snowboard category. We're in America. We're in the goddamn heartbeat of snowboarding. <laughs> you go to the grocery store, you'll see Jeremy Jones. Okay. You'll see freaking every pro snowboarder. Like if if autographs were a thing that people still wanted, mm-hmm. you could you could get every pro you wanted in Salt Lake uh so we're kind of in the mecca i guess um so we're jaded towards or whatever we're in it but but it's from what i've been told it's a little more challenging for those that come from Euroland. uh elaborate on that please or if you have thoughts
1: it's very true and um i like being here it's so surreal like you're saying like you could see like whatever like i mean i'm talking to you guys right now which is also very crazy to me big fan of both of you guys um, but, <laughs> but, uh, it's definitely a lot different in Europe because it's also, um, America might be more like just one big country, but in Europe we have like, what well, like, I don't know how many, like 27 little countries or something. Um, so it's, it's really, it's really different. Like when I would go to a grocery store at home, like I would not see any, <laughs> any big names there, but I feel like it's really, um, it's. It it's definitely a lot more difficult to um, uh, to become a sponsored snowboarder, as well in Europe. Uh, I feel like in my case, like coming from such a small country as Estonia, uh, there is no market there, uh, and uh, there's like a, a million people live there, and snowboarding is not very big sport there. So even if I would reach out to like European um, uh, whatever distributions are. Uh, they would, at, at least in the beginning, they wouldn't be interested in me because I'm not representing like a um, big of a, um, a country or whatever. Um, um, so it was, yeah, it was definitely really difficult if that makes any sense. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, if we're talking Euro America, you know, it, it, it's harder to make it on the scene yep. as a Euro. Has as an been American. for 30 it years. It always has been, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just curious, let's talk like let's talk cheddar bisque because you just put out vitamin, and if those of you who deserve to be hit in the head with a fucking rake that haven't watched it, go watch it and then come back to this conversation. And so I'm curious about um you film Vitamin and it's it's like an opus video part. Like it's a fucking lifetime achievement award video part, in my opinion. I'm wondering, like, what kind of support are we talking? Are we talking uh are we talking like burning some budge? Let's talk cheddar bisque. Yeah. What so about the biscuits? Thank
1: you. Um, there's not many biscuits going, going around. <laughs>
0: what, what do you mean by that? So I, I guess a simple question would be just to, like, be forward, if you don't mind me asking, like, you got travel budget? What are we talking?
1: Mm, I do have a really small travel budget and a, bit of a little bit of salary, but um, it's definitely not as nice as here. Out here, <laughs> That's what I can say.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you seen any changes since Vitamin?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: That's a polite way of saying no. <laughs> <laughs> People are fucking up. If you're sleeping, they outside. are fucking up. They're fucking up. Who's fucking up? Well, you can't. Don't ask him who's fucking up because that's her sponsors too. So that's like it. Okay. I don't think you should. I, no, no, I'm no, just saying. I'm just saying. Let's just give her some more support. Okay. Right.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah it's definitely not easy coming from Europe because um, I think uh, street snowboarding also is not as um, as a big thing there and uh, like maybe a lot of marketing money goes more into like um, other aspects of snowboarding than street snowboarding um, so there's not too much uh, cheddar biscuits well going I think at there. this
3: point the footage is global I mean this is yeah. global market stuff like I saw your footage mm-hmm. the day it came out so this is no longer european thank you (laughs) this is global footage i
0: saw the footage and we were screaming right like we were literally (laughs) i was at like taxwood des me chip we were all watching it yelling like this is crazy yeah so yeah it's like if you're putting out footage like that you deserve to be supported Mm -hmm. so thank you uh, i mean you you might not be able to say that in a meeting with your team manager but i can say that at least so
3: bring chris to your meeting
1: i will Uh, but then I have to fly all the way to Europe. So,
0: the thing is, Alexis <laughs> says you take ten percent. I'm more like a twenty. I'm like a. I'm kind of like a RE gold. But I have, you know, what I'm saying.
3: You know, fifteen more years experience. I,
1: That's true. I'm thirty, <laughs>
3: but it'll pay off.
0: You're thirty years old. Thirty percent. Oh, thirty <laughs> percent. Oh, oh, you're thirty. Okay, yeah. I thought um, I'm stupid. You know, I got a take for you. I got a take. Now, I think I've brought this up before, but. Europeans are better than Americans a lot of times, right? And I just want to say, you're welcome. And let me explain why. We have an easy road here, a lot of us, where we're from America, we get support. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's there's equally or better Europeans than us out there. But the thing that's that's great is that, like, since we're getting support and you're not... We create a giant chip on your shoulder, which drives you guys to be great because you're so mad at the Americans. So I think that the Europeans have the Americans to thank for getting so good, for being so angry at us. So on behalf of America, I'm going to go ahead and say you're welcome for creating, <laughs> creating the drive to be uh, better than Americans.
1: That's a really good theory. That's a very good one.
0: Is it accurate?
1: Um, to some extent, I think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, you guys are really good at snowboarding here, so we just. We, but I think for Europeans, it's really like you have to like go out of your way to make something like that. You know, maybe it would. You know, get get to this side of the world as well, and people would kind of notice you. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you. It's much easier here to get noticed because if you live here in Salt Lake City, obviously, like you know people, you have connections, mm-hmm. and um, if you're just from a little town in Estonia, you don't have those so connections, mm-hmm. so you, so you have it to maybe.
0: Even here, though, there there are people that aren't getting the support they need, you know. So that it is it is definitely like there's more people getting, it, but I think about somebody like Denver or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. He's incredible. One he of the is. best stage yeah, TV's out, sure. and he's not like getting much support. No, and there's many more like that in this in this area. But I think um, it is vastly more difficult coming from Europe. And and brands just see they have their horse blinders on of who's in their peripheral vision, and a lot of times the peripheral vision is who's in their their greater area, and if they see him and that's, oh, well, let's put this person on the team.
1: That's true. But I feel like also for me, like being a girl. Uh, from Europe like when when I started filming streets like uh, I was basically one of the only ones who was doing it Um, but like none of the brands was really like wanting to invest in it or like whenever I would like pitch my projects or whatever you know like they would be like oh okay let's let's I don't know like this this is just a girl like uh, but now like ever since like two years or whatever like it has changed so much because now it's like trendy to be like all inclusive and like involve girls and uh, involve everybody and then um, it's kind of funny like uh, those same people that would be like telling me like no like that's only like three years ago like oh we're not interested you know in whatever like doing like working with you and like now they're like oh we want to do more with girls do you want to be part of this do you want to be part of that you know but it's kind of like but three years ago like I was asking you guys like I really you know wanted to do something with you guys but now it's like it feels, like, not sincere. Mm. It's, like, only, like, as if, like, you want to include me just because I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel, like, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It's, like, people saying, yeah, have you been wanting to do more with girls?
0: Yeah, it's, like, oh, we need to, we, people are telling us we need to have more girls. So she checks the box, or, like, something like that. It's supposed to, like, we really want her on the squad because we rock with her yeah. and she's dope. Right? It's, like, that's that's
1: not it and also like the brands that you've been riding for for a while now it's like really hard for like to tell them that okay like um let's maybe raise the budgets a little bit because like you've been involved with them for like whatever like uh, six years and like if you and the girl snowboarding wasn't anything or like in their minds back then uh and they didn't really assign you a lot of money then it's like really really difficult to like uh, for them to maybe realize that, oh, maybe, you know, maybe we could do something I could do.
3: Yeah. yeah you know, what I found in, in my career is sometimes I had to just, you know, there's a ceiling that people keep you in. they lo- People love to put people in a box. Mm-hmm. We've always had Elizabeth or him in this place. So oftentimes I just had to piece and find new people. Like I kind of, my theory is you go where you're wanted. And sometimes I just had to leave brands. That makes sense. Quite totally a few sense. times. So, I don't know if you've ever done that, Chris, but yeah, I'm sure you 100%. Yeah.
0: yeah. Go where you want it. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. This is like a, I'm getting, I'm getting advice here myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. Mike, thank you. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. I think it's good, though, just to kind of reiterate one more time, but it's like coming off of filming your best video part. In addition to that, vocal about mental health and community and mm-hmm. love snowboarding and in it for the right reasons. And it's like, yeah. So, uh, I'm sorry to my friends that work at these brands But you guys are fucking up So let's let's burn some budge here
3: Yeah and I also think the the woman thing Also people of color It's like a trend that you see But then as a snowboarder A nerd snowboarder Like there's a business side And I get that you gotta make money But like uh, The footage is insane Like all these people just crushing it And it's like on the level Like the stuff I see you do a lot of other women out there. It's way, way more than I could ever dream of doing. The level is so high, and it's just really ridiculous at this point.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's tough.
0: <laughs> so I heard there's a rumor that you maybe like allegedly for legal purposes because you know there was a letter typed on a typewriter that was sent to a brand of there, we will not name.
1: There may have been one but it was like...
0: What did this le- said letter say to alleged bland brand?
1: Uh, it said that I would really like to be more involved.
0: Oh, it wasn't like a threat?
1: No, no, no. Uh, it was just like...
0: Love letter. I it was,
1: was r- Yeah, it was really a love letter. I was like, oh, I was just starting how much I like the brand <laughs> and <laughs> handing it myself, how much I would like to be more involved.
2: Mm.
1: Um, yeah. But it wasn't... So the typed version got like type, retyped into... A, regular version mm. so I didn't scan it in or so maybe you should have I should have maybe yeah. then I would have got a reply
0: they like art factor like look at the dedication the handwritten thing. notes <laughs> yeah yeah well that's awesome I think you're on the right track I hope so actually you are on the right track so it's good stuff I don't say I want to say I think because that's inaccurate uh, you know what's cool to talk about those women's I think women's product Mm-hmm. Because uh, you got somebody's telling me you got really small feet. Oh, and it's hard to find boards and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh, it's really difficult. Art? I have like the tiniest feet. It's uh, U.S. men four. So it's pretty small, I
0: guess. So, so Mike and I were dudes. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to find a woman's product. Like, how is it navigating that space?
1: Um, for me, it was always just like pulling up all those board specs and just seeing whatever board has the narrowest waist. And then that's the one that I would buy. But it has been really difficult for me to uh, find a snowboard that fits. Because, like, I I would like to ride a little bit of a longer board, but the longer they get, the wider they get. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just riding, like, a board that's maybe too short for me. It's 143. I think I should be riding a bigger board. Um, But uh, just that they're just... Too wide. I can't, I can't turn on these boards.
3: Yeah, and the, sometimes the thinner or smaller boards are really, like, soft too, right?
1: Yeah, they are. Um, and
3: you're hitting some f- big spots. You need some stability.
1: Yeah, at this moment, I'm riding a, 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 a quite a stiff board. It's a directional stiff board. So
3: Cool. So you found one
1: that you like? Um, yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> yeah, do you feel as though the product's up to the standards of where it should be or where can we be where can we be better how can we be better as an
1: industry we were just having that discussion at that um at the uninvited event as well in our in our house that we were renting um, with a couple girls and then um i think everybody was saying that the boards are too wide Mm. and that it's so, like, impossible for them to find snowboards. So I think, because um, I think what they do is, like, uh, they don't really make, uh, they just basically make iceboards, and then, then they just make them a little bit smaller. But then they're still too wide. Like, they don't work. I'm sure there's, like, obviously there's girls with, like, bigger feet, too, that it ver- works fine. But, like, all these girls that we were talking to, like, they were all, like, really tiny feet girls. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just something that, um, that good change maybe hopefully in the future
3: yeah yeah we're seeing an explosion of like level i think we have been for a while and the fact that there's not you know boards skinny enough or stiff enough for the level you're trying to be at there's a yeah. real real opportunity there
0: yeah and especially for rail boards because you know they, they make wide boards that turn well now they've mm-hmm. got that figured out that are like crazy directional that you can rail turns mm-hmm. on Like uh, dirksen was explaining to us mm-hmm. uh but you don't want that if you're hitting a fucking rail. Nobody no. wants that. You need to have just torsional like, flex. And yeah, and have all
1: that. Yeah, I feel like I have to do so much effort from like getting edge to edge. <laughs> yeah. And when you don't weigh in like a lot of either, then it's like uh, it's way different. I think because for guys, like I think um, that's a di- that's a conversation that I have often with the uh, with the guys on the trip as well, and they're like, yeah, but I'm also riding a whiteboard. and I'm like, dude, like your like your white is like your your toes and whatever uh, heels are still, like, over the edges mm. a little bit, you mm. know? And then, for me, it would be, like, there's, like, this much of a board on both sides, and then my feet are just in oh, the middle crazy. of it. So they don't even come over the edge. So it's, uh,
0: so it's like, essentially getting a 4x8 sheet of plywood on edge. Yeah. It's, like, it's really hard to, to initiate is. a turn when you don't have that leverage. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. So um, I hope in the future we can... Uh, we can work on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. What about other products, outerwear? Um, where we at with boots and outerwear and things like that?
1: Um, as an industry, I think I was actually just uh, before coming here. Uh, I went to uh, I went to the um, yeah. uh, office or the warehouse, and then uh, and I just had that conversation there as well with. Uh, he had me try on a pair of. Uh, and ask me like uh, how they would fit or if they would be like uh, girls uh, or how, how how it would how I would describe this size like in girls uh, sizes for example because I think they're like trying to make some some uh, nice uh, nicer baggier uh, pants for for girls as well. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that, but it was just interesting to me because I think it's such a welcome thing uh, because like I for example I cannot find nice fitting snowboard pants. Um, like no, like if in girls section. Like I would always have to go to um, to guys section and then just get some large pants from there. <laughs> I just like baggier pants; they just look nicer, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, I think boots are fine. I mean, vans is making great boots, so that's uh, they are on point. <laughs>
3: So I heard you have an interesting car set up and it's tell us tell us about it. I heard you have a lot of tools for the spots all set up it's really geared up
1: yeah so I have my um it's like a little little bus looking car so like you know like a, those um those Volkswagen vans that you mm-hmm. can rent in Finland yeah. it's like one of those it's not a Volkswagen but very similar it's um it's a Citroën brand <laughs> um but it's it's really spacious and it fits uh if it's uh three riders and the filmer in the cars it's perfect and i have um i have all the shovels there <laughs> i have all the shovels there like busher shovels small shovels metal shovels uh, we even used to have a winch but it was too slow so i stopped <laughs> stopped bringing that and uh, it's like all the tools you need uh, the saws the Rob? Rob Rubric. Brick rub, rub brick, rub yeah. brick. Oh, I was learning that. Like I always mix it up one way. It goes. <laughs> Anyways, so it's like any tools you need, we have them in the car and the drop-in on the roof of
0: the car. Mm, wow, you got a torch?
1: No, we don't. We just have water. Mm,
0: water just jugs. Bowl. Okay. Yeah, we're. That's about, more well, like th- an American thing, thi- I think. This is this is interesting. To the, I think yeah. this is interesting stuff. You're a street filmer, editor, writer, whatever. You're going on street trips. You're making a video. Some people are more prepared than others. Dan Breezy used to have a whole enclosed trailer with a bobcat, for Christ's sakes, when it was really at its peak. Mm-hmm. The thing was out of control. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that you need in order to make street spots happen. I want you to talk about what what specifically we got in there to make things happen. You talk about rubric, which is what you use to to grind concrete down so it's smoother, so you can board slide it like you did on that Hubba and Vitamins.
1: Oh, it was so nice. I had, um, had uh, Gus Dominic and uh, Sebi uh and tim as well they were all just uh robbing the ledge and then i was just like standing there watching them Did you it. wax it after or ice it uh, i think that's that's uh, that's what dominic does he uh, he prepares the ledge for me he's, <laughs> he's the. that's <laughs> nice no there's, a, uh, there's he's the ledge master yeah
3: there's people that like you really they have a specialty
0: Spot yeah doctor. he's like i've got this Spot
1: doctor. Like, he's like i've got this don't yeah. worry about it
0: yeah. you guys probably got tie downs in there i'd imagine What's that? Like uh, straps to, like, you know, secure things.
1: Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, saws, right?
1: Yeah, of course. Like uh-huh. files. Uh, files.
0: Screws. What? I You mentioned you screwed a, like, a yeah. drill, probably? A drill?
1: No, we just use a regular screwdriver. Okay. But we want to get a grinder. That's, mm. like, in the list. Grinders are nice. Yeah. yeah. Like one of those battery.
3: hmm Battery-powered tools yeah, are exactly. amazing. exactly.
1: We want to get one of those, and... Um, yeah, we just... It's like whenever we need something, we just buy it and then we, boot it, we just leave it in the car mm-hmm. for the next trip and then our little car just becomes more full and full of its stuff. <laughs>
0: what about the vest? You you yeah. high visibility. Ex- sell us on the vest.
1: It's, it's really important when you're like, I don't know, like let's say you're up on a roof and you're, uh, you're uh, building your drop-in or something and if you just put that vest on, you're looking exactly like... Um, Like a person who's just cleaning the roofs and no one cares. Like no one's calling the cops. But as soon as you go without, at least in Finland, like people are so concerned. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, there's this person on the roof. Like this person's supposed to be there. But if you have the vest on, like no one cares. You're looking official. Yeah. It's like you're supposed to be there. Mm -hmm.
3: We used to rent. You know, have you ever seen the tow behind light systems you see at construction sites? Yeah. We would rent those sometimes on high bus cities and roll up with the vests. Cops would come by. It's like, oh, these guys are legit.
1: Sick. We have thought about it. So in the spring times what maybe I'm unlocking spots for other people now, but <laughs> <laughs> um we would uh we would rent the trailer and then if there's a spot doesn't have enough snow anymore. So we would just rent the trailer, put tons of snow on it, bring it to the spot. Yeah. And then just build the spot that way. Wow. That's, that's our that's our spring Die setup. hard.
3: That's commitment. <laughs> Die hard. Yeah. So Let's say you go on a trip. This is hypothetical. You can only have three tools. What are your top items, must-have?
1: For me, definitely rubric. Did I say it right now? Okay, yes. And then I always, uh, maybe they're the same, but I I always want to have my file Mm -hmm. with me. And then the third one. I mean, shovels, they don't count, right?
0: I would count a shovel. Yeah, count I was going to say shovel, shovel or pushers. Maybe. Shovel or okay,
1: push? well, I, then I will just maybe skip the, those little things. No, I'll, I'll take them. In addition <laughs> I'll the sho- bring no, a you shovel. Need
0: a, you need a <laughs> shovel, you need a pusher. Okay, okay. To, like, Three those. items
3: outside of the shovel
1: and, r- and push. Um, well. Maybe a saw. Yeah. Maybe metal saw. Most likely. Because that saw.
3: could probably work on a tree, too.
1: I haven't tried, but probably. Why wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. I yeah. guess. What about know. a front-end loader? That would be nice. Heavy equipment.
3: Dump truck. It What's would look it? really official if you showed up with a dump
0: truck. Dan Breezy used to rent, like, giant, like, <laughs> construction equipment and move, like, mountains of snow. Mm-hmm. That's sick.
1: Actually, that spot, the, um, the ledge, the downflat down that me and Tommy both rode, um, when we were setting it up, uh, there the snow had completely melted from there. Like, it would have been a crazy setup to do. Like, that day was just pouring rain as well. It was horrendous. Um, and then, um, there was this guy just cleaning the streets from snow and then I went over to him and I, uh, I asked him, or like, uh, first of all, he didn't speak English, so I had to try the worst Finnish that I can speak. <laughs> and then, uh, uh I managed to, exp- to tell him that, hey, like, uh, maybe you could take that snow over there because, like, I really need, like, otherwise we have to bring it there. And then, I don't know, he was just so kind and he, he just brought a couple of, uh, Scoops of uh, wow. nice, fresh snow over there. Wow. And then uh, the setup was done, like, really quickly. We didn't have to shovel in the rain. so Maybe sometimes, like, I don't know if that works, that if you're a girl and just, like, going over and, like, being really nice and, mm-hmm. like, asking, like, oh, if you could help me with this, they're more likely to help you, I guess. So that's mm-hmm. maybe a, a bonus thing. Pro to tip. Be.
0: That is a pro tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I was thinking about Frank April used to, when we get done in a spot, he just call a plow guy. Yeah, like uh, we don't want a shovel to shovel the clean stuff. Just call a plow. That's amazing. Yeah, sick. Uh, okay, I think it's time to get into uh, pub beer roulette. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna put this on the table, and you're gonna roll some of these one of these balls here, and uh, you give it a little spin. And essentially, there's a number of beers associated with where this thing lands. All right, so spin that thing like you're in Vegas. Then drop the ball in there. Now, it's time to spin to win for the cheap fun presented by Pub Beer. Cracking open a Pub Beer for a cheap fun is always a safe bet. What did you land on? I can't see it's going too fast. Okay, slow that that thing down. Can
1: can I do
0: it? Yeah, slow it down. I don't know what it means. Oh, you landed on a case of Pub Beer, which I think is 18, I believe. 18. So, here's the deal. You've won 18 beers. You can either take that beer for yourself now or contribute to the pot, we're giving away 1,000 pub beers to the listener via Instagram once it gets there. So um you can take 18 or add it to the pot.
1: I am going to take 18, and I am going to pay Alexa for staying at her place with those beers. Perfect.
3: <laughs> Good choice.
0: I like that choice. So far, um, the people at Pub Beer, when they came up with this concept, they're like, oh, it'll like... We'll get it to be a 1,000 beers real quick. I don't so think far, that. So <laughs> far, every single person that's rolled has taken the beers You know why? <laughs> why? Because they love pub beer. That's true. It's delicious. You know what they say is uh, two in the hand is better than one in the bush. I agree. That's, you know. Actually, it's one in the hand is better than two in the bush. I, Actually, I agree. That's the saying. So, I agree. Uh, uh, you know what I mean. Anyway, pub beer. Cheap pub beer. Let's get into hot takes. All right, first one like to ask you the goat greatest of all time as it pertains to you i also like to say michael jordan male and female male and female yep and uh mainly because when we made this show the michael jordan documentary came out on netflix and it's
3: it's, it's polarizing incredible. too everybody has their
0: own so yeah so who's who's your who's your goat both male and female
1: so female is really easy that's jessica Kimura <laughs> for me she um Ever since, uh, like, watching her video parts as a kid, uh, I was like, she is so sick. Like, just, she just stumps everything, like, good style, and I just kind of wanted to be... I wanted to ride like her, so... And her still doing and contributing so much to uh, to women's snowboarding, it's uh, it's really, really, really nice. So, Chesco Mora, for sure. And for men, uh, I've been thinking about that for a while, too, but recently... Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised with myself that, it, like, this is going to be my decision. <laughs> uh, but I would say Travis Rice. Hmm. Uh, I thought I would say someone street-related. Uh, but recently, like, watching uh, those uh, natural selection runs that he did, like, that was some beast mode. And I was like, oh, my God, like, how? Like, how can he do that? It, so I will say him.
0: Freakzoid, great answer. Okay, would you consider snowboarding art form or sport?
1: Um, I consider it art form and also sport a little bit. I mean, you do have to be fit to uh, to do it, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but it's definitely self-expression, e- so mm. it's definitely more art, I guess.
0: Great answer. Uh, most underrated, who you got?
1: I would say Sami Lufthänen. Mm. Uh, yeah, Damn, good, good answer. answer. He, he is... Uh, I... I'm, Like, waiting for his video parts, you know, like, because yeah. it's like, what's this guy gonna do next? <laughs> Can't wait. I know he's uh, he's really really sick, and I think he uh, he would deserve a lot more attention if he wanted to. And uh, I would also say, um, uh, another person, uh, for girls, it would be I know it's just one, but I'm choosing to say two, <laughs> it would be Dara. Mm. She was just here, but uh, now she left, uh, because I feel like, uh I don't know. She's just so good, and she's uh, she's been around for so long, and I feel like she uh, she should be definitely uh, further with their sponsorships and anything that she's doing. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know the details or anything, but I feel like uh, I feel like she's really, really sick.
0: Great answer. Okay, uh, steel or powder?
1: That last time in Brighton, <laughs> 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 but no, it's steel right now.
0: Respect. Bags. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Everybody always dodges the steel.
1: <laughs> right. No.
0: Best style ever.
1: This one is difficult, uh, but I'm going to go with Tommy Gets Me. Also, when I came to Brighton, like, I've seen his video parts and all, and, like, it's, it's really, really sick. But then when I came to Brighton and I saw him just riding, like, you know, with my own eyes, and I was just like, wow, <laughs> he is so fucking sick.
0: I agree. Great answer. Okay, uh, in your opinion, who's got your favorite or best method?
1: Ooh. this is really not the question to ask me. I think <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a big method girl. I mean, they're sick, but I don't know. I I, I have to say, I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, so officially, answers no comment. That would be no like comment. No comment. That would <laughs> be mean, like immediate training. There's,
1: there's a lot. There's a lot of good methods out there, but I don't know who's the best. Mm.
0: I like No great Comments, answer. a great answer. That's actually my <laughs> yeah. favorite answer we've ever yeah. gotten on that. Favorite video ever made.
1: That's also a difficult one. Um, I'm going to say Déjà Vu because this was the video when I, when I first watched it. I was like, my jaw was just dropped on the <laughs> ground, I think. And it's, uh, it's a really cool video. Uh, I like it. And then a more recent one is, uh, is Good Spot.
0: Good answers. Uh, okay, if you could pick one board graphic, like what's your favorite snowboard graphic?
1: Um, for me personally, it's, uh, it's that very first dinosaur board that I had that got stolen. Um With the orange I, top. Yeah, the orange top, and like I can't remember. There was like a black... Uh, black uh, maybe I can find that board uh, uh, somewhere online, because it got stolen, so I only had it for that little time, but I got really attached to it, and uh, and I thought it looked so sick, so going with that one
0: okay you go pants over the high back or under the high back
1: oh definitely under
0: okay if you go heli boarding three people just good times wiggling down the mountain having fun who are you throwing in that helicopter Getting celebrities um, it's kind of people live or dead I mean even Garfield maybe Garfield can can come. Come with you. could come he could be alive but this is fully
1: oh that would be so sick I mean he is alive yeah. he talks yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I will. I'm. I mean, Tim's standing right here, so if I'm not gonna pick him, he'd be really bad. So <laughs> I will definitely pick him. And um, I don't know, actually. Maybe I'll just. I'll be crazy. I'll pick uh, Alexa and I'll pick Tara as well. They were here with me. We're gonna do the helicopter thing together too.
0: Cool. Sounds good. You guys should make that happen. Okay. Um. Last tr- question. Worst trend. What do you got?
1: hmm maybe all the like cancelling people about what they're saying i think that's uh i think we could have a little bit less of that hmm. we could dial it down a little bit would <laughs> be much nicer
3: <laughs> i, I think. agree
1: so i feel like oftentimes you can't really speak your mind without sounding one or the other way and for me like um, for example, in Estonian language, um, with the pronouns, we only have uh, one for men and women. Like, we don't, like, differentiate people. So, it's just, is that a word? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, it's, like, only, like, it, basically. Mm. So, in English, I make a lot of, like, mistakes as well, like, calling people, like, uh, if I would call you a she or something, you know, so, it's just because in my language, it doesn't exist. Everybody's just, like, that one pronoun. So, um, for example. I don't know I feel like uh, uh, if I like, I sometimes make mistakes with that and people might get angry you know but I don't actually mean it just because English is my second language and I'm just simply making a mistake but as soon as you say it you get cancelled you know mm-hmm. so I don't know
0: that's a super interesting point yeah Well, wow.
3: not a fan of cancelling either no closes the conversation
0: alright th- well that does it for hot takes that was a good hot takes I like that really one really um that's awesome. Let's talk about your room. We uh we always ask setups. Um what size board? What is it? How do you set it up? Run us through the whole um, gamut.
1: So this one is um uh it's the it's the Rome Muse board. Uh it's uh it's a directional uh directional twin or mounting board. Uh it's a nice stiff board. It's uh it's really nice to do bigger landings. And um, I'm also writing the Rome uh, ROM Bindings, which are really nice. Uh, I really like Rome Bindings because if you have really teeny tiny feet, Rome Bindings are like, you can adjust every single feature of the of the uh, binding. Like you can make the heel cup way smaller. And like, so these are honestly like the nicest bindings I've written ever. Um, and then I always, um, I always detune my, my edges, I make them super duper rounded. So if I'm riding in a resort, I would for sure slip out on an on a icy, icy patch and fall into the trees and die. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't get to ride mountains that often, so it's okay. Um, and then I'm riding Vance boots. I'm riding the Luna Ventana mm. boots. These are the nicest boots I've ever ridden as well. I've been riding the same boots for... Many, many years in because there's just no better boot than that. <laughs> they are really nice because they have laces, but they also have a bow around the ankle. Mm-hmm. And I like it when my ankle's tight and then you still have laces. Um, so they're really comfortable. And they're a little bit stiffer as well. I uh, broke my ankle once, so I need a little bit of stiffer boots, but they are just perfect. Mm. Like, almost from day one, they're just nice. No, no break in time, really. And they stay stiff. Or not stiff. Stiff is a... No. They're stiff. They stay perfect. <laughs> perfect for snowboarding. And um I'm also wearing Vans clothes. Uh so I'm wearing Ashbury goggles and uh also really nice goggles. Um and um in an autumn headwear. They make such nice hats. I like it that there's always like there you can always find a hat for whatever uh whatever outfit you're wearing. Like they have all the colors and all the patterns and caps and whatever.
3: Ben & Jerry's.
1: In the future, Ben & Jerry's. Yeah. And uh, also Blue Tomato, it's an online store mm-hmm. in Europe where you can order anything you need for, for winter stuff.
0: Uh, one thing we didn't talk about that's fascinating is the search for spots. And you were mentioning an evening activity you like to do.
1: Yes. I take evening strolls on Google Maps. <laughs> it's Virtual a- stroll. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's something I don't know. I I just do it in the evenings, when especially when I'm on the trips, and also when I'm not on the trips, and just in general in the evenings. <laughs> I just really appreciate the hunt for uh, for the for the spots, and on Google Maps, like it's just it's really easy. You're just sitting on the couch, and you're going around, and it's all random cities. And sometimes I'm just like kind of like hoping that oh maybe it would snow in this city, so I just go there. And then I'm just, like, looking for spots in that city. So, like, if it ever does, then I'm, like, ready to go. <laughs> so I have all these spots. It was funny, actually. Um, we, I, I, I Google mapped the city this year in, uh, in Romania. And uh, this place actually got some snows. I was like, hell, yeah, we should go. And then I see an Instagram that like Tommy gets me, and the six eight six is there in that particular city. That I had just Google mapped and found all these super nice spots. So, and like, also, like a whole bunch of other crews were there too. So like we decided not to go. But uh, but I have a pretty good list of uh, of uh, spots on Google Maps, all like little flagged out. <laughs>
3: How many pins are we
1: talking? Yeah, what kind of pins? <laughs> I have a trillion bins. Wait, maybe I could show this if I no I don't have internet. But anyways I could just uh no I can't pull them up because then you're gonna find my spots. <laughs>
3: yeah, I wanted to get a quick screenshot of that.
1: <laughs> no, I have I have a lot of pins. Uh like hundreds of pins. <laughs> and um it's funny, like every evening when I'm on we're on the trip then like guys are just like, Oh well you them up <laughs> and they're like making fun of me for it. Uh, Although they do it, like Gus is doing it all the time as well. Like we're all just great Google mappers. It's
0: like you guys actually become addicted to Google Maps?
1: <laughs> but really, it's for me. It's like instead of just like going on Instagram, I'll just go on Google Maps. It's
3: a potential sponsorship,
0: I eh? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Google Maps. <laughs> uh, and uh, that ben and Jerry's. Yep. Let's <laughs> think <It'll> big. <laughs> that would be you a dope-ass sticker on the board, Google, Google Maps. Totally. And <laughs> On the nose, I think of that big nose mm-hmm. real estate right mm-hmm. there, end of the board.
1: And that same photo we were just looking at, uh, that was actually, I found that spot on Google Maps, and I saved it just as a joke, because I wanted to show it to them. like, haha, imagine me doing that. And it was like, oh, we're going. That is so sick. Like, it's somewhere in Northern Sweden, and it's like, well, we're not too far. Like, let's go. We're going. We're going to do this spot. And I was really like, are you sure? Like, maybe, like, (laughs) that was supposed to be a joke, but then we went there, and I was like, oh, that's actually possible, so... So we just did that spot.
0: Sick. Um, okay, one thing's cool. You and Tim are um, have moved to Ruka. I would love to hear why and what's going on with your life there. Um. I just asked that question like a robot. I'm talking. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you so much, Chris, for asking me that. Question.
3: Mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We
0: don't have to come in. They just—they already know. I mean, we're so fucking predictable. It wouldn't be that hard to like. Program. Tell me
3: about Ruka. It sounds
0: very interesting. <laughs> we actually do have straight up robot voice too. Let me hit
1: that. Let's go. Will you tell me about Ruka, please? Why did you move there? I have
3: motion.
2: I'm a real person.
3: This message will
0: self-destruct. <laughs>
1: Uh, this message will self-destruct. This message will self-destruct. <laughs> this is so.
0: Funny. All right, sorry. we we'll, let's get we're derailing. That's okay. This uh, is a very serious thing. Yeah. It, it, no it, it, fun allowed. No, no laughing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no laughing. No. Uh,
1: the reason I moved there uh, is because um, prior to uh, moving to Ruka, I lived in Holland, uh, which is not very famous for being snowy or or having any mountain cider, kind of like Estonia. (laughs) So it wasn't really, like, um, uh, it wasn't a good mental space for me uh, there. Like, I moved there, and I became very, very miserable, and uh, more miserable with every single day there. I couldn't fit in. It was just, like, we lived in a city, and um, there was, like, no nature there. It was, like, nowhere to go, and, like, Holland is really... um, like, it's just a whole bunch of farmlands, and then there's cities, and a lot of infrastructure. Um, and I'm really, like, I'm from a countryside, and I appreciate nature, and, like, going into into forests, and go on to those nature hikes and walks and whatever. Um, so I became really, really sad there, because I felt like I, I didn't fit in, I had nowhere to go, and, like, I I had... And whenever I would, like, go out with, like, people, they would all, like, be talking in Dutch, and then I didn't understand the language either, so... It was just.
3: Um, and the wooden shoes too. <laughs> the wooden shoes, <laughs> yeah, it's <not> exactly. <laughs> What's good is no one can sneak up on
0: you. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's why I like it there. Yeah. I actually had some orthopedic wooden shoes. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're good for my back. <laughs> I like the little hook because I yeah. just like
3: put snacks on there. to yes. stab them <laughs> down. Mm-hmm. That's good. Other than that, mm-hmm. yeah, that place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sorry, continue. Uh,
1: that's okay. Uh, but it did have indoors. And that's when I first moved in with them. So I was like, "Oh, cool! I can like go right indoors, and mm. it's gonna be all nice." But then, snow
0: domes is what for the people that don't know what you are talking about. Yeah, Sorry. like
1: Holland has like nine indoors or something. It's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. And um, so I started going there, but it was like I ended up going alone into this like dark um, indoor place <laughs> that was never well maintained, and uh, nobody ever wanted to go. And uh, I don't know. And then I just kind of like. Didn't even want to go there anymore either, and uh but I I was still like like I want to want to snowboard there, but I just really didn't want to, I guess, and that kind of made me uh maybe really uh um depressed there as well. So it all got into like it all went too far, and I just couldn't live there anymore. And like um it was the COVID year when um or the year after the COVID year when uh, me and Tim and Cos we went filming in. Uh, in uh, in Finland, that was the time when you had to, like, uh, get a special permit to get into Finland and, like, all that stuff. That sounds really crazy now. But we got that and then we um, we filmed there for, like, a couple weeks. And then, uh, and then me and Tim, we were like, all right, well, now it's either we go back to Holland and it was, like, end of March or something, you know? And then it's, like, there's no snow there. And, like, what am I going to do there? And then um, if we go out of Finland, we cannot get back in because our whatever permits... It's only for one entry, and uh, so we decided to um, to go up to Ruka. We she to just go there because I I know any Ruka yarvi. She lives there, and she like, kind of invited me there to see what's up there because I had never been. And um, and then I we <laughs> we were gonna go only for a week, but we ended up staying one and a half uh, months there until it closed. Um, and we both really liked it there, and we were like, hey, like, what if we just Move here, like it's really quiet. There's a lot of nature, and like there's snowboarding. I like, grew opens in uh, in October already, because yeah. they what they do is they just uh, uh, like when when it closes in spring, they would just make a huge pile of snow, cover it up, and then when it's uh, beginning of October, they would take that snow and put it on the slopes, and they have a full park run already from from the beginning of October on. So. That's, like, the most fun time there for snowboarding. It's, like, because it's all slushy and warm still, like, whatever, 10 degrees Celsius. I don't know what it is. How many
0: da- how many hours of sunlight, though, like, in, like, November? Oh. It's, like, fucking yeah. three hours of sunlight. No, yeah. not
1: even. I like guess it's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But for snowboarding, it's nice, like, in the park because you're just under the lights. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and oftentimes the winter is kind of, or the winter, uh, the weather is kind of bad. So it would be really flat light. But if it, if the lights are on, then it's instantly good. Like you can see everything, Mm -hmm. which is really fine. Um, so we, I don't know, we just, we just kind of played with that idea that why, what if we just moved here and then we ended up looking into it a little bit more and then uh, I found a plot that we could buy.
0: On Google maps or?
1: On Google maps. (laughs) 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 Yeah. uh, It is on Google maps too. Um, uh, anyway, so I found uh, we found something that we could buy, so we bought it, uh, and now we are building a cottage over there. Awesome! Like it's like a duplex cottage. We can rent. We can rent it out, and uh, we can like rent one side out and live in the other side. And when we don't want to be there anymore, we're just gonna rent this whole thing out cause it's so touristy over there. Like they have all these like Northern light tours and their uh, ski resort and cross country and, uh, snowmobiling and like, it's, it's a, it's a really touristy place to go. So we were like, yeah, oh, why not just have, like, why not just like build this thing that we could rent out and probably, hopefully, you know, makes a lot of mo- not a lot, uh, makes some money <laughs> yeah. but as well. Yeah. So, um, so now we're in the process of building it and, uh, Um, it's it's an A-frame. It's really cute. I can send you a photo later. Maybe we can put it up or something. Uh, it's really cute. It's like a little A-frame that has uh, really big windows on the second floor. Um, uh, so if you like, uh, the big windows are facing, uh, north. So we're going to put a bed under there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so you're basically like sleeping under the Northern Lights, if there are Northern Lights. So Mm -hmm. we're hoping people are going to like that and they want (laughs) to come and stay at our place. So we're going to like create something that's like really, um, that really stands out on Airbnb and Mm. like looks really, really cute. And people like there, there's a lot of places that are like uh, uh, built with that mindset as well. But a lot of it is just like log houses that are really dark and really depressing. So, so I think it's going to be, it's going to be good. Mm. And now we're just like, we just finished putting tiles on the bathroom wall. So this whole summer I'll be, I'll be building.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What a fun project. Yeah, and smart. Actually, Snowbird's not blowing all their money like mm-hmm. doing smart things. Yeah, doing oh, uh, i Oh, that's. I
3: don't know why she wouldn't just buy an expensive car.
0: But yeah, that's what I would do. I that's, don't know. Yeah,
1: that's not even the money that I made. <laughs> or or just I haven't par- made that yet.
0: <laughs> or party it away. Party. You know. You party know. Everybody. Lo- you know what I think you should do. Everybody loves a good comeback story. I think you should get like really fucked up. You know, really go off the deep end, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then come back triumphantly that's good advice you know i'm just saying that's just throwing that out as an option you, you might want
3: to lease a porsche party your yes away
0: yes <laughs> and then come back <laughs> hit rock bottom yeah okay and then rise back yeah okay it's, phoenix
2: from the ashes yeah just, i'm just
0: saying this is from like an agent perspective <laughs> i think that would be a good arc of a story mm-hmm. we'll, we'll redo this podcast in like three years it'll be glorious the film a better part <laughs> than vitamin i think we're on to something <laughs> all right we're losing our goddamn so. minds so i think let's let's start <laughs> wrapping this thing yes. up um i guess the last question we got for you is, is what's next what do you got on the on the horizon
1: uh we have been working on uh on a project already uh, last year we were filming for it it's called uh, transparent it's gonna be Gus lemons me dominic wagner and uh, will smith um the snowboarder will smith uh just to be clear.
0: That was supposed to be an air horn, hang on.
1: Sorry. Um, so we already filmed together last year a little bit, and uh, we are going to continue um, filming this year, and then it will come out sometime after the next season. Mm. And I'm really happy to uh, to be riding together with those guys because they're my favorite crew.
0: Sick! That was, yeah. That's awesome. Looking what? forward to that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good one, I hope.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Ivica, it's been a bit of a banter journey here. We're rounding the corner to wrap this thing up. We always like to ask, "Thank you." So, you want to throw out any thank yous?
1: Yes, definitely. Thank you, guys. First of all, thank you for having me here. It's uh, it's pretty crazy to be in my favorite podcast because I, I listen to your guys' podcast uh, every time I do the drive from uh, Helsinki to Ruka, which is nine hours. So it's like a good. To whatever podcasts so every time we're driving we're listening to that so thank you for providing that mm-hmm. <laughs> and having me and uh, then I definitely want to thank Tim because sitting here too maybe I should look at you no I want to thank Tim he's uh, he uh, for filming and being there for me and and just helping me out with everything without him I probably maybe wouldn't be sitting here I don't know and, um, and all the guys that I film with, they're, uh, they're awesome. They know who they are. I guess they're cousin Dominic. <laughs> and then my sponsors, Vance, Bruno Advance. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Um, then Rome, Rome Snowboards. Um, then Ashbury Eyewear, uh, Autumn Headwear, and also Blue Tomato, Thank You, Nico. And um, I guess that's it. Just everybody who has helped me out along the way, or, and thank you, Alexa, for providing uh, the bed here and providing me uh, with all of your your sweat. <laughs> Or thank you for being uh, my agent from now on. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> just everybody who has been, just everybody that I've I've snowboarded with. I don't know, so so many people to thank
0: thank you well thank you for coming <laughs> on the show i also like how you said that you're in the podcast right now which i yeah. thought was good she's like in it yeah she's oh, inside yeah. of it she's oh i'm it.
1: so sorry i make so many mistakes no, no you
0: didn't make a mistake i just like that like <laughs> i'm in i'm in it now I mean, I'm in, that's what I'm I'm is. Inside i also, of it.
1: but you know what i also always say i say that i'm in toilet is that wrong i, <laughs> I mean or would i be technically inside be, of the toilet yeah, in, then in
0: english that would mean you're inside of the toilet <laughs> which would mean you're you're like so you're, you'd have in, the water. in the water. Because yeah. I always
1: say, like, I'm, in, toilet. In, the I'm ba- in the toilet. I'm in the
0: toilet. I'd say maybe in the bathroom. Uh, but or I say think say in the toilet, on the toilet. everybody understands what you're saying, though. Yeah. So it's fine.
3: Yeah. Okay. We, love, we love the slight changes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. So it's great. It's great. Add some spice. It's great. Okay. You did great. It's been a <laughs> super fun podcast. And uh, we learned a ton. So thank you for coming and sharing your story. It's been a blast.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you.
0: Lastly, you got to say thank you to all the listeners, all the supporters, all the Patreon members, all the sponsors. We really appreciate you guys. And uh, we got another podcast coming at you next Wednesday. So uh, over and out from the bomb hole.